Marvel City FC is on the air right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, live from Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Welcome to Lynn Family Stadium, where Louisville City is officially in the home stretch of this 2023 season. There are 11 games remaining in the regular schedule, which wraps up on October 14th. And tonight's game marks the first of five final regular season home games here in Butchertown. Tonight, Lou City faces the Rio Grande Valley Toros, who sit second from the bottom in the Western Conference. They've lost two of their last three games, but they're just two points out of the last playoff spot in the West. It's three games unbeaten for Louisville City, and they could match their longest unbeaten run of the year if they can get at least a point tonight. Lou City against the Rio Grande Valley Toros. I'm Jeff Milby. Casey Whitfield alongside Spencer Brown, our producer, back in the ESPN Louisville studios. And Casey, it is a big opportunity for Louisville City tonight. They are nine points back of first place Pittsburgh with two games in hand on the Riverhounds. They are three points back of Tampa Bay for third place in the Eastern Conference with two games to go against the Rowdies this season. Those two teams have not yet met in 2023 tonight's game a winnable game i think in years past we would say that we would have expected louisville city to win tonight's game against a team that is struggling out in the western conference and because of that i say to you with just a handful of games to go this game very important very important that louisville city gets a result and frankly very important that they win in the friendly confines of Lynn Family Stadium tonight. I couldn't agree more. It's, it's, it is a must-win game. I mean, you, you think about only 11 games left on the season. You're sitting fourth right now, not really where you want to be at the end of the season, so every point matters. And when you're playing teams like this that are sitting at the bottom of the table that are fighting to get into playoff position, you have to come out and give your best effort no matter what, and you have to win. You have to establish your dominance. But as we've learned in the USL, just because a team is sitting at the bottom of the table does not mean that they are a bad team whatsoever, or that they can't come out and put together a solid performance. Uh, so they, the, Lucity really is going to have a big test ahead of them. This is, this is a solid team. They are a good team. They are capable of scoring really nice goals. They just haven't really been able to put together the spell of games that they needed. But like you said, it's a must win. They have to get the points. They have to begin to get that positioning for playoffs because it's right around the corner. And to your point about anybody being able to win any game this season and, and against Louisville City, case in point, they've lost a handful of games here at home, so nothing is taken for granted. Nothing can be counted on. You have to come out, show up every single day, and put on a good performance. One player who has been doing that over the last three games, Cameron Lancaster, three straight games with a goal. He's trying to become one of just a few players, a handful of players, to have a four-game scoring streak for Louisville City in this, the ninth year of their history. What have you seen from him the last couple of weeks? The goal on Wednesday night against Charleston from outside of the box, driven low and well with his right foot, tucking it in the bottom corner, a terrific finish. I think if you go all the way back to that goal he scored against Atlante in the friendly, that's really what kick-started this little stretch for Cameron Lancaster. This is the most impressed I think I've ever been with Lancaster in his playing career here at Lucity. 
And I say that because... That's he, saying a lot, by the way. Yes, it is. Because, I mean, he's he's done great things, but he's always done it in spells. I feel like he's really been consistent lately. And I, I think it truly comes down to he has support up top. In previous matches, before they switched the style, before they made these changes, he was kind of on an island up there, and they were asking a lot of him. They were asking him to be a forward that holds the ball up sometimes, but then runs in behind sometimes, but then... You know, makes like asking too much of who he was, and that—that's not the type of player Lancaster is. Lancaster is a very creative player, and by having players around him to support him, he's able to shine. He's able to get into the positions where he needs to be successful. He's been able to get confident on the ball. He's put himself in really good positions because of the support that he has around him, and that's what's making him look better. And he's been wonderful. His energy has been incredible. His effort has just been unmatched i mean i just think back to the sean tosh goal was that two matches ago where the whole goal started because of lancaster's effort so he's just been so fun to watch and i've just been extremely impressed with him you talk about the supporting players around him it is the same formation once again tonight for danny cruz of course the full details of the starting lineup coming your way a little bit closer to kickoff which is set for a few minutes past eight o'clock but they're going with the back five again. They're going with the three center backs of Adams, Sharpie, and Tosh again. So clearly Danny Cruz now in a fourth consecutive game loves this new formation and is not willing to stray from it. I think that's ultimately a good thing given the way Louisville City has played in it. But now the concern, I would say, is they've put it out on tape for a few games now. Wilmer Cabrera, the head coach for Rio Grande Valley, has had the opportunity to look at how Louisville plays in this formation. Is there any concern from you that maybe teams will start to catch up to Louisville City and start to figure them out now that they've gone to this back five for this now the fourth game straight? I mean, I think there's always that fear of that. There's always the ability for teams to be able to figure out how to break them down. But I think also to go alongside that, Louisville City's gotten better in this formation. They've learned how to play it better. The first game, they were good with it, but there was still some kinks they've had, they had to work out, and now they've been able to really solidify it, to make it theirs, to find their identity with it. And I think when they compress the field and they sit back and are patient and make teams play around the outside, it's really difficult to beat, especially if you don't have those types of personnel. The only way you're going to get beat with that is if – your talent is out on the wings, and that's how you play as you attack down the wings and you cross and get inside. So there's always that chance that someone's going to figure it out. But I think Louisville City has continued to grow in this shape and has looked a lot stronger in it game in, game out. Lots more to talk about, lots more breakdown coming your way over the next 15 minutes or so prior to kickoff here at Lynn Family Stadium, where, by the way, it is an absolutely gorgeous late summer's evening, 85 degrees, a few clouds overhead, but... Not much threat of precip precipitation after rain this morning. It's going to be an absolutely gorgeous evening for soccer. Louisville City against Rio Grande Valley. We'll have more pregame coverage ahead of kickoff next here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. 
People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses, and you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by NHTSA. The summer weather has probably taken a toll on your roof, and you may not even be aware. So take a look at your roof, and if you have any kind of damage, call Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal. They'll work with your insurance company and go to bat for you if they have to so you can get the coverage you deserve. Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal replaced my roof four years ago, and they did great work and timely work. And that's what Carlin has done since 1984. 458-9898 or online at carlinroofs.com. That's C-A-R-L-O-N roofs.com. Nansen Craft Florist, family-owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. It's Danny Cruz, and you're listening to Louisville City FC right here on ESPN 680, 1057, and the ESPN Louisville app. Welcome back to Lynn Family Stadium ahead of tonight's Louisville City game. They take on Rio Grande Valley. The Toros out of the Western Conference located deep in the heart of Texas, you could say, down on the southern border, Edinburgh, Texas, way down as you the name might lead you to believe on the Rio Grande, a team that, as we mentioned, second from the bottom in the Western Conference, but not a team without talent. Plenty of players that if you are a fan of soccer in the United States and Major League Soccer, you might be aware of, including their goalkeeper, Tyler Derrick, at 34 years of age. He's in his 11th season as a pro. It's been a long time with the Houston Dynamo from 2009 to 2019. And that relationship between Rio Grande Valley and the Houston Dynamo, uh, it's, it's no longer effectively there, but there's still a lot of ties between the two teams. Rio Grande Valley was the USL reserve team for Houston for a number of years. Tyler Derrick has connections. The head coach, Wilmer Cabrera, used to be the head coach of the Houston Dynamo. And there are a couple of other players up and down the roster that have connections to the old club. But this is a team, Casey, they've lost two of their last three, but they're a dangerous team. They have talent. They scored a wonderful goal in their last game. Yeah, offensively, they're a team that if you give them the time and space to be able to have a look on target, have a go, they're going to take it. They just haven't been able to be as successful as maybe they would want to. Last match versus Las Vegas, they scored a beautiful shot from right outside the box because no one stepped to the players, so he just got his head up and buried in the back of the net. So they have the ability to score nice goals. They have the ability to generate offense. It's just they haven't been able to be consistent with it. But then on the flip side, defensively, I think Louisville City is going to be able to exploit that back line quite a bit. There's a big gap that I saw in the highlights from the Las Vegas game between the back line and the defensive mids that I think players like Cameron Lancaster, Elijah Winder, I think Rasmus Tellison, those types of players can find themselves in that pocket of space, pick the ball up there, 
and then dribble at speed at the back line. The back line was a little shaky, not super organized, so I think if Louisville City is able to attack with high energy, be aggressive, and run at the back line, they're going to be very successful offensively tonight. Mention the name Wilmer Cabrera. He's the head coach of this team, but he's also one of the starting midfielders. That's because Wilmer Cabrera Jr. is a member of this team. He's the son of the head coach. He's playing in his third year with Rio Grande Valley at 23 years of age after a college career at Butler. So if you hear Wilmer Cabrera, there's a couple of options for you tonight for Rio Grande Valley. You mentioned the name of Elijah Winder. He's starting tonight again for Louisville City. This new formation seemingly has unlocked some potential in young Elijah Winder for Lou City over the last three weeks now. I thought on Wednesday night he had a really good game. George Davis and I on the broadcast were talking a lot about him during the, the run of the game for those little little moments where he's able to show off some technical skill. That's something that he hasn't necessarily been able to do a lot over the couple of years that he's been with Louisville City out of the academy. A young player with lots of energy, able to run for days, all those kinds of things. So to see him back in the lineup tonight uh, is a positive sign for Louisville City. More to come on the pregame when we return. It's Louisville City against Rio Grande Valley here at Lynn Family Stadium. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. If your heating and cooling system is old and inefficient, now is the time to give BJ Heating and Cooling a call for your free estimate. BJ Heating and Cooling, your local factory authorized Bryant dealer, whatever it takes, has teamed with Bryant Equipment to offer up to 60 months 0% financing with approved credit. Celebrating over 35 years helping Kentuckiana with all their heating and cooling needs. Make sure your estimate on a new system is from BJ Heating and Cooling. You will not be disappointed. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. City against Rio Grande Valley tonight in Butchertown at Lynn Family Stadium. Casey Whitfield has her keys for tonight's game. 
So tonight, Loose City has to continue to be aggressive in the final third. We have looked so much more dangerous in the final third because we are attacking quickly. We have to continue to do this tonight against Rio Grande Valley. So we have to continue to exploit that space like I just talked about in between the back line and the midfield. This is where we're going to be able to break down those back, the back line and create solid scoring opportunities. Next, tight to our marks. This goes with set pieces and in the run of play. On set pieces, we have to make sure we are aware of where our marks are and we are not giving them the space to run in, be in the box unmarked to get an easy look on target. And then in the run of play, we have to make sure that we're communicating the runners and stepping to our marks so we don't give them any free looks on goal. Finally, patient and compact. This new style of being patient and compact in our defensive shape has been really successful for us lately, so why not continue doing it? We have to make sure that we're patient and aren't diving in or leaving our teammates exposed defensively, and we have to be compact so we make it really difficult for Rio Grande Valley to play through our shape. A purple-clad crowd filing into Lynn Family Stadium. Kickoff in about five minutes' time. We'll bring you the starting lineups when we return. Louisville City against Rio Grande Valley. You're listening to our coverage on ESPN Louisville. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. From their first steps to their first dance. High chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids. For all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. We are in the thick of summer and with the hottest days of the year ahead, you're about to find out how strong your cooling system is. And if you find out that it's not ready for the long summer, then call DFH company 968-6222. Right now, when you buy a complete train HVAC system, receive 18 months special financing and a 10 year parts and labor warranty. It's hard to stop a train, so call DFH 968-6222 or look them up online at dfhcompany.com. Visit dfhcompany.com for complete program eligibility, dates, details, and restrictions. Subject to credit approval. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drake responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Starting lineups for tonight's game are brought to you by Breeze Airways. Two changes for Danny Cruz and Louisville City FC over the team that started each of the last three games. Both Amadou Dia and Brian Ownby dropped out of the starting lineup, both, both with injury concerns, though neither are considered long-term serious. Ownby not in the 18. Amadou Dia is. He's available off the bench. Oliver Zimla starts in goal for Louisville City, the record shutout 
for goalkeepers as a rookie, for rookie goalkeepers, I should say, is held by Oliver Zimla, that record. The back five, it's Oscar Jimenez. He shifts from right to left to start tonight's game. The back three remains the same in terms of center backs. Kyle Adams, Wes Sharpie, and Sean Tosh. And then Manny Perez gets his 15th start of the season tonight as the right wing back. In the midfield, Tyler Gibson, Rasmus Tellefsen, and Elijah Winder are joined by the other change, Dylan Maris, who comes in. And they all play in support of Cameron Lancaster, who with a goal tonight will go alone at number two all-time on the scoring sheet of the USL Championship. Louisville City, a record of 10-8-5, 36 points. That's good for fourth in the Eastern Conference. Rio Grande Valley, two changes for them off of their 2-1 loss last weekend. The goalkeeper, Tyler Derrick, we mentioned in the pregame, an MLS veteran with Houston Dynamo. The defenders in front of him, Robert Coronado, Wahab Akwe, Eric Pimentel, a Mexican international, I beg your pardon, just a Mexican player who spent a long time in Liga MX, including with Club America, and then Jonathan Ricketts at right back. In the midfield, Juan David Cabezas, Taylor Davila, Wilmer Cabrera Jr., and Christian Pinzon, joined by Ricky Ruiz. And then the center forward tonight, Cristiano Francois, a 30-year-old Haitian who has scored 34 USL goals in his career and has a pair of goals this season as well for Rio Grande Valley. Our referee tonight is a familiar face and a familiar name to in-tune Louisville City fans. Elton Garcia, you may remember from last season when he showed a red card to Louisville City when they traveled to Birmingham to face the Legion. Rio Grande Valley, orange shirts, black shorts, and orange socks. They are moving from left to right in the first half of this game, defending the waterfront in goal. Louisville City all purple with white numerals and trim, moving from right to left in the first half, defending the Estopinal end goal, and it will be Louisville City's ball from the opening kick. Cameron Lancaster stands in the center circle over the ball as we await the whistle from Elton Garcia. There it is, and we are underway. Lou City opens in possession. It's Tyler Gibson in the middle of the field, and he goes to the right of the center backs. That's Sean Tosh, who once again wears the captain's armband tonight with Paolo Del Piccolo unavailable out of the 18 this evening. They go back to the goalkeeper, Oliver Zemla, and now it's Wes Sharpie, the center of the three center backs. Kyle Adams, starting for a fourth time since joining Louisville City. The left center back hits it long into the attacking half, looking for Lancaster, headed away from him by, that is Juan David Cabezas, the captain for Rio Grande Valley. It's out for a Louisville City throw on the near side. The Louisville City left just a couple of yards shy of the midway line. Comes in from Jimenez, headed away by a Rio Grande Valley player. Jimenez on the end of it from his head. Back to Adams. He hoofs it long. Lancaster giving chase, but Cabezas will beat him to it. He plays it back to Derek, the goalkeeper. Under pressure from Lancaster. He just gets the ball away with his left foot and goes all the way past the far sideline. It's going to be a throw to Louisville City on the far side, the right, just a yard past midfield. Shaky moments there at the back. A little bit of a loose pass to Derek, and Derek has a really bad first touch. Lancaster just a step away from being able to deflect that one in the back of the net. Ball on the ground. Lancaster goes to ground, then gets back up and wins the ball back. He's in the attacking half, still goes towards the box, finally taken off of his feet as he dribbled into about three orange jerseys. And then a foul ultimately goes against Louisville City as they were trying to retrieve the ball. And it's going to be a free kick to Rio Grande Valley in their defensive half. On the inside left, about 10 yards outside of the box, Eric Pimentel 
takes that free kick. He plays it into the middle to Cabezas, who's playing between the center backs for the moment. He hits it long on a diagonal, looking down the near side, the right, headed away by Kyle Adams, and Louisville takes over. Here's Elijah Winder in the attacking half, dribbling down the near sideline. He goes into Acqui, one of the center backs. He knocks it off of his toes, and now it's back to Cabezas, all the way back to Derek, the goalkeeper. He hits it long with his right foot into the attacking half for RGV. Over the head of his intended target, Cabrera, and it's out for a Louisville throw on the near side, the left in the defensive half. Right now, RGV hasn't been able to really deal with the pressure from Louisville City. They've been looking to play it long, going backwards a lot, because Louisville City is coming out and pressing them hard, setting that pace early, which is, is exactly what they need to do. Adams, the New Zealander, now puts the throw in play into the attacking half, a long throw towards Lancaster. Falls to RGV with Cabrera, but then Adams takes it right back. He plays it over the top. Lancaster giving chase. Can he get there? He does, battling physically with Cabezas. Lancaster goes for goal, and Derek makes a diving save to his right. Cameron Lancaster looks in the mood to score tonight. Bouncing off of defenders, physically able to get the shot away off his right foot, and he wins a Wi-Fi corner for his team. It's a great run from Lancaster. He does well to establish the positioning early, and it's a smart decision to cut the ball back there instead of trying to continue going forward. He recognized that the defender was going to beat him there, so he cuts it back, and that's what allows him to be able to get that shot up. It's a really nice look from Lancaster. Here's the Wi-Fi corner from Dylan Maris. Into the six-yard box, headed out by RGV's Cabrera. It'll fall to Manny Perez about 30 yards from goal on the inside right. The attack's still on for Lou City. Perez dribbles toward the far sideline, tries to get around his mark. He does. Perez still goes, getting to the end line. Cross comes in towards the penalty spot, knocked down. Sharpie picks it up for Louisville City. Sharpie goes on. Sharpie putting it into the six-yard box, knocked away. It'll fall to Maris, staying alive. Tellison's shot blocked on its way through. It'll fall all the way back to Manny Perez outside of the box. The attack's still going for Louisville City. Perez dribbling to, through two RGV defenders, and one of the two takes it away. Here comes RGV forward. They have it with Francois. Through on the ground in the middle to Cabrera. On the overlap on the far side, the right is Ruiz. And RGV now moving forward into the Louisville half. Ruiz with some stepovers on the far side. Now steps on the ball. Actually, that's Pinson, I beg your pardon, the number 10. He drops it off back to Coronado. Coronado tries to switch fields from left to right with a long ball. It's over the head of everybody. Oscar Jimenez had it covered, had it been in play, and he lets it bounce out for a Louisville throw on the near side, the left. Some good moments early for Lou City, Casey. Let's say they did really well of keeping the ball alive within that attack, kind of cycling it through. The services are just kind of what let them down. They were just kind of some half-hearted crosses into the box, not really having a purpose with their cross, and so they just needed to put a little bit more of a person to the pass. Throw comes in from Kyle Adams, knocked out by RGV. It's a throw now for Louisville that Jimenez will take. Still in defensive half, middle of the field goes to Elijah Winder. He's hustled off the ball. Here's RGV coming forward. They have it with Ricketts, and then finally a foul goes belatedly, very belatedly, I would say, for a handball, the referee says. And it'll be a fifth third free kick to Louisville City out of their box in the defensive half on the inside left. I still have to get used to. I feel like Louisville City recently hasn't been winning the coin toss as much to pick the side that they like. And I'm not sure Oliver Zimla has been too happy with that, having the sun in his eyes. Yeah, that is part of the equation here at Lynn Family Stadium, right? The sun's starting to dip down a little bit. We're in the golden hour, I think you'd call it. And the sun very much gleaming in the eyes of Oliver Zimla. There are shadows all across the field. Fifth third free kick sent long for Louisville City. Goes into the RGV box where Tyler Derrick will bring it down. Derek sporting a man bun, all green goalkeeper uniform for him. Oliver Zimla in the sky blue is opposite number. Derek finally picks the ball up and punts it long a mile into the air into the attacking half for RGV where it's headed by Sean Tosh. Ball's middle of the field, Coronado. He drops it off to a teammate. That's Davila. And Davila in the center circle. He plays it in the air to the near side. 
the right for RGV. That is where Ricketts brings it down, the right back. He drops it off to Wilmer Cabrera, and he goes backward to one of the center backs, Acqui. Acqui near the midfield line. One-two between him and Coronado. Now it returns to Cabrera on the near sideline, plays it in the middle to Davila, inside right. Davila dribbling forward. Good run in front of him from Pinzone, but it's well defended there by Wes Sharpie, who plays it out for an RGV corner kick from the near side the right. Some neat little passing work there from RGV, but Sharpie ultimately did the job defensively. So it's a nice idea to slip the ball through, and it has the right idea to go through that seam as the player is running through another seam. The problem is the location of where you're trying to get that pass in. There's not a lot of pl- space for the player to run in behind. If it's about 10 yards farther back, it might have been successful. It's going to be Davila to take it with his left foot. It'll be an in-swinger. He fakes his approach. Now he resets. Bunch of players in the goal mouth to aim at right now. He drives it into the near post. It's flicked on. It'll come out of the box and fall to Coronado. He has a hit with his left, and it goes wide. Was it touched by the goalkeeper? Zimla, it was not. It's a goal kick to Louisville City. Good hit there from Robert Coronado from distance with his left foot, but Oliver Zimla had it covered. Really nice shot from Coronado. The kind of bouncing ball outside the box to be able to strike that, keep it down low, and get it somewhat close to being on target. It was a, it was not very far off. It's very difficult to do. Louisville City looked better with their marking inside the box, but now they just have to do a better job of clearing it to, away from danger and not allowing those second opportunities outside the box. We've played seven minutes tonight, 0-0 our score. We've had decent chances for both teams, shots for both teams. And a shot on target for Louisville City as well. Goal kick sent long by Zimla into the attacking half. Battle for possession. It's hit long by RGV. Adams a header. Tellefson trying to flick it forward. RGV takes over with, uh, I beg your pardon, that's Ruiz. Now Francois coming forward into the attacking half. Cristiano Francois drops it off to Coronado. The player just had the shot. He's to the left of the center circle. Plays it on the ground across to Acqui. Acqui runs into Elijah Winder, who touches the ball away, but Acqui recovers. Plays it back along the back line to Pimentel. Center circle, it goes to Coronado, and now along the back line with Cabezas. Acqui on the near side, the right. He plays it forward right into the feet of Tellefson. Tellefson to Jimenez, trying to link up with Elijah Winder, but the pass from Jimenez off target. And it's back to RGV. A little moment there where Louisville might have broken forward had they gotten that pass right, Casey. Well, yeah, and I think Jimenez just trying to force that a bit much. He had so much time and space. I think he needs to take a touch there and go himself to draw the defender. Then he can try to link up with Winder. But he was trying to play the pass right back into the pressure. Ball out for an RGV throw as Ricketts and Tellefson for Louisville City came together. It'll be Ricketts to take the throw. Jonathan Ricketts, a 25-year-old, playing it right back tonight out of Chattanooga. Plays it back to the Ghanaian Acqui, and he goes all the way back to Tyler Derrick, the goalkeeper, staying at the top of his box. Derrick across to Pimentel. Again, a 33-year-old. Spent most of his career in Mexico, but Pimentel has joined RGV for now three seasons. Ball over the top for Francois. Goes out of play past the far sideline. Francois claiming that it was deflected by a Louisville City player, but it's going to be a Louisville throw that Sean Tosh will take. Just about eight yards shy of the halfway line. Nearly nine minutes gone in this game. Tosh aiming to go long into the attacking half. Goes middle of the field to Elijah Winder. He hits it first time to the far sideline. Looking for Manny Perez. Cut out there by RGV. It'll fall to Gibson. And Louisville retains possession. Tellefson back to Sharpie. And now Kyle Adams in the defensive half. About ten yards shy of midfield. Looking to hit it down the middle. He does to Gibson, who chests it down in the attacking half. Battle between Gibson and Cabezas. Cabezas comes away with the ball. Near side, Ricketts. Forward to Cabrera on the near sideline. Battling with Adams. Three purple jerseys surrounding Cabrera. And he's able to win a throw for his team. Cabrera deflecting it off of Oscar Jimenez. It'll be Ricketts to take the throw just shy of the midfield strike. 
One thing Louisville City has done very well is the minute that they turn the ball over, there's one, two, or three defenders swarming that player, and it's making it really difficult for RGB to be able to play out of it. They're having to continuously go backwards. They're trying to look to play over top. They haven't been able to have really any spell of successful possession. Louisville wins the ball back as Casey was describing it. They did exactly what she said, swarming the ball, but then Zimla had to go long, and RGV takes over. They have the attacking half, the visitors. Here's Francois dribbling in from the left side. Cristiano Francois continues, gives it up to Christian Pinzon. Now Davila, wide left it goes to Ruiz, the left wing back. Ruiz in the inside left to Pinzon, three purple jerseys around him. Back to Ruiz on the far side. Now Davila on the inside left further backward. He cuts in front of Dylan Maris. Dribbles forward, but then Mayer is able to knock it away as the pass came across him. Louisville takes over. Gibson tries to hit along to Lancaster. He can't find it. Cabezas wins the ball, and RGV continues this attack. Acqui, one of the center backs. Forward it goes to Cabreri. Drops it off to Coronado. Into the defensive half now. Pimentel in the center circle, the defensive side of it. Pimentel forward to Coronado. Dribbling toward the far side. Plays it on the ground there to Ruiz. And Manny Perez comes flying in to win the ball. Perez with a terrific tackle. Here's Louisville City on the break. Lancaster back to Perez. They're just outside of the box. Returns it to Lancaster. In the D. He goes for goal. And it's well over the bar. Just bounced up a little bit on Cam. He couldn't really keep it down. A looping ball in the end. Over the bar and behind for a goal kick. But there's Manny Perez. He's been out of the starting lineup for the last three weeks. Returns to the starting lineup tonight and a perfectly timed challenge to win the ball and start the break for Lou City. An excellent step from Perez. Perfectly timed and good link-up play. The problem that happened with that shot is as soon as Lancaster went to hit it, the ball's bouncing up. And when you strike a ball that's bouncing up, it's always going to continue to go up. You want to strike the ball as it's coming down, and that's how you're going to be able to stay over top of it and get it on target. Two teams battling for possession. RGB comes away with it in their attacking half. Cabrera tried to play it forward. Cut out there by Wes Sharpie. He hits it long to Elijah Winder. Brings it down at midfield and wins a throw. It's out for a Louisville throw on the near side to the left. Jimenez comes forward to take it in the attacking half by four or five yards. 11 and a half minutes gone. Louisville with 39% possession. That was a theme in the opening couple of games with this new formation that they conceded possession. Last time out against Charleston in a 1-1 tie on Wednesday night, it was much more even, about 50-50 really. But tonight, RGV with the advantage thus far, 12 minutes into the game. Louisville all the way back to the goalkeeper, Zimla. He swings his right foot through it at the top of the box, hits it long down the middle looking for Elijah Winder. Cabezas there to head it away. Picked up by Gibson, Louisville coming forward. Gibson through looking for Winder, easily read by Ruiz. And he picks it up. He hits a long diagonal trying to break Cabrera on the near side. The right. Cabrera will pick it up. Keeps it in play in the attacking half. Adams in front of him defensively. Cabrera dribbling into the box. Louisville with some work to do defensively. Davila middle of the field. 30 yards away. Swings it over to Ruiz on the far side. Defended by Manny Perez. Looking to cross Ruiz. Here it comes on the ground. Comes all the way through to Kyle Adams. And he clears it away near the penalty spot. Dangerous ball. Anytime across rolls that far in your penalty area, you're going to get a little bit scared, Casey. Well, especially when it's one of those low-driven balls that just takes one misclearance, mistouch, and that one could end up in the back of the net. Unfortunate, though, that none of the RGB players were making any sort of run to get on the end of it. They were all just kind of camping out on a defender waiting for the ball to come to them. Long ball from RGV headed out by Jimenez. It's a throw to the Toros, they're known as. Rio Grande Valley Toros on the near side, the right. Ricketts has to play it all the way back on the ground to Acqui with Lancaster giving chase. Lancaster continues to follow the ball to Derrick. He hits it long down the middle looking for Francois. Knocked away from in front of him by Tosh. Goes to the far sideline where Maris and Francois come together, and it's out off of Francois' toes. It'll be a throw to Louisville City on the far side the right a few yards into the attacking half strong crowd tonight certainly nowhere near a sellout but 
I would say, uh, maybe a shade less than average this season. And a nice rebound after Wednesday night's downpour kept a lot of people home. Just a crowd of a little over 7,000 on hand on Wednesday night. We'll say, and it's gorgeous out. It's absolutely perfect outside. Perfect soccer weather. And you know what? This is a hit a little close to home for you, Casey. It's a long weekend for the school it kids. It's a long weekend. So may- maybe they're out enjoying their Saturday night. Hey, you know what? Taking the full advantage of it. Might be a little bit longer, too. Here's Elijah Winder taking <laughs> aim from distance from about 25 yards. That shot always rising. Was well over the bar. Ball just fell to Elijah Winder after a quick turnover from Louisville City. He turned, dribbled forward a couple steps, and said, why not from some distance on the inside, right? But you like the confidence from the youngster. Well, I would say we talked a little bit about him in pregame and how he has been a lot more successful lately, and I, I do think it's due to the formation. Uh, he's able to have a little bit more freedom with where he's going. He's not forced to be the playmaker in the middle or forced to be out wide and have to stay on the wing. He has a little more freedom, a little more fluidity with where he's allowed to go, and he's really blossomed with it. RGV is, looks confident in possession. They have it right now in the attacking half. Here's Francois dribbling in, takes aim from distance, and it's right into the chest of Oliver Zimla, who had his near post covered. Francois cutting in from the far sideline in toward the top of the box, really just on that far corner of the box. And he let it rip with his right foot right into the chest of Zimla, who made a confident stop. It's not a bad look. It's just from a really hard angle. I think if he's taking that shot maybe 10 yards inside, it's going to have a better look to go in the back of the net. But it's a really nice look, especially like we talked about. The sun is still in Zimla's eyes, so why not see if you can challenge him, maybe get the ball caught in the sun and have him lose it a little bit. Opening quarter of, a, quarter of an hour gone by. 0-0 our score. Louisville with a win tonight. Could leapfrog Tampa Bay for the moment. They entered the game a couple of points back of them, and the live standings right now, they're one point behind. As the throw goes to Louisville City on the far side, the right quickly won back by RGV, and here they come on the break. Francois, far sideline, dribbling in. It's three on four right now for RGV. Francois, middle of the field, drops it off to Pinson, the number 10, hits it with his left foot from some distance, and it's well off target. Pinson from about 25 yards. On the inside left, hit it with his left, and it was always wide of Oliver Zimla's goal, a goal kick to Lou City. Well, we talked about how teams are starting to get video on how Louisville City's going to play, and it looks like that's kind of what RGB is doing. They have Francois staying on the touchline, heels on that sideline over on the side with Sean Tosh, so he is staying extremely, extremely wide. That space that Manny Perez has left and forcing Tosh to have to be aware of him, and that's who they're looking to target. Louisville sent a ball forward to Lancaster. He couldn't bring it down. No foul called either, but Cabezas couldn't dribble around Oscar Jimenez. He's claiming Jimenez had a touch, but he didn't. It's a throw to Lou City on the near side, the left at midfield. Then it comes from Jimenez to Gibson, returns it to Jimenez on the near sideline. In the attacking half, right footed ball to Maris. Brings it down nicely, middle of the field. Returns it to Jimenez. Sliding challenge missed by Ricketts. Jimenez onto it now. Cross comes in at the penalty spot. Bounces there. Ruiz brings it down. He has time and hooks it over his shoulder out of danger. It'll come to Francois for RGV on the far sideline. Defended closely by Toshu's well forward. Back to Ruiz. Ball on the ground forward to Pinson. Good looking attack here for RGV, but it's ended on a poor pass by Pinson. He had Francois streaking in front of him. 
just couldn't get the pass on target, and Sharpie cleared it away for Louisville City. But it falls back with RGV, and they can continue this possession here. But just a moment ago, it looked like RGV had an opportunity to break, but the pass has been a little bit better, Casey. Yeah, they have been very good on the counterattack. They just haven't been very sharp with their passes. The ideas are there, though, for RGV. Here they have it with Ricketts through to Cabrera, right side of the box. Cabrera's cross, knocked away by Sharpie. It's behind. It's going to be a corner to RGV from the near side of the right. West Sharpie. Back in the defensive box once again, doing the work for Louisville City. Just no nonsense defending there. Didn't take any chances. Knocked it away. And I think RGV has looked more dangerous offensively than Louisville City has so far in this game. There's been a few more opportunities for RGV going forward. They've been a little more creative with their passes, have a little more movement. I don't think Louisville City's been able to get the bodies up top that they need to be able to create the opportunities they want. Corner for RGV coming from the near side. The right will be an in-swinger off the left foot of Davila. He plays it short to Cabrera. Right foot across. Here it comes near post. Knocked behind off the foot of Pimentel. Or was it deflected by Louisville? It's out for a throw, in fact, to RGV. From the near side, the right once again in the attacking final third. It'll be Davila to take. They went near post there, and it was knocked out by a Louisville City defender. Throw comes in. Oscar Jimenez heads it away for Louisville. It's out for another RGV throw on the near side. The right a little bit further backward. Much better marking in the box from Louisville City. They're forcing RGV to have to continue to go back out, not giving them really any clean looks to come across. And again, we talked about their possession. A lot of the possession for Rio Grande Valley has been across the back line or working it from side to side. Not a whole lot has been played in the middle of the field. 18 and a half minutes gone on a 0-0 game, a very even game so far. Four shots for Louisville, one on target. Three shots for RGV, one on target. And RGV has the ball right now along the back line with Acqui who is circled into the middle. Now Pimentel on the right side for the moment. He hits it long over the top down the near sideline for Ricketts, the right back who's well forward, battling with Jimenez. Ricketts goes to, the ground, goes to the ground, gets it off to Davila, dribbling in field. Davila, and then a great tackle from Oscar Jimenez, who's right in the back pocket of Davila. He didn't know he was there. He swung out a leg and took it away. Here's Elijah Winder. Gets around one challenge from Coronado, and it's a foul. There's the little moments uh, alluded to in the pregame, Casey, where Elijah Winder just looks a little more confident with that technical ability in tight spaces. He just had a defender on his hip, spun around him, and drew a foul. Well, when you're a young player and you're getting minutes in the game, you're being successful, you're creating opportunities, you're going to begin to get more and more confident. And that's exactly what we're seeing with Elijah Winder. He's had more time in matches. He's getting more touches on the ball. He's getting in better scoring opportunities. And therefore, he's been growing and playing better. Out for a throw to Louisville on the far side, the right in the attacking final third for Lou City. It'll be Manny Perez, the right wing, back to take it. Throws it into the box to Cameron Lancaster, headed away by an RGB player. Calls for handball from some of the fans. Cleared out of the box by Acqui. Middle of the field, Pinzone trying to hold it up with West Sharpie all over him. Foul called. Pinzone takes the free kick immediately and right into the chest of Kyle Adams, who takes it away for Louisville to applause. Plays it forward on the ground to Jimenez. Dribbles infield from the near sideline. Tried to play forward to Lancaster. Deflected by Ricketts, picked up by... Cabezas. Cabezas' pass, though, is knocked away by Gibson, middle of the field. It'll ricochet all the way back to the goalkeeper, Derek, who picks it up. I feel like at times Jimenez is trying to force going forward a little bit too much. There he's trying to force the ball into Lancaster. There's a defender on Lancaster and a player in between, so a little bit of a forced pass. I'd like to see him maybe try to keep the ball. They haven't had much possession, so see then if you can keep the ball, connect a few passes, and then see if you can release Lancaster. 60% possession so far for RGV. Howls from the crowd as Kyle Adams is knocked down. He was trying to hit it long down the inside left channel, and a foul call to pull it back. Elton Garcia, the referee, blowing his whistle. So this will be a fifth-third free kick for Louisville City in their defensive half on the inside left, about 20 yards short of the midfield line. And 
Adams standing over the free kick as the fans make some atmosphere here, at least in the Estopinal end. 21 minutes on the clock, counting upward. 0-0 the score, and so far an entertaining game for the neutral. Long ball hit from the free kick. The fifth third free kick toward Lancaster. Knocked away. It'll fall to Gibson, though, with his back to goal. Gets it away to Jimenez. It's deflected his pass. Picked up on the near sideline by Elijah Winder. He goes back to Kyle Adams at midway line. Now Gibson inside left. Wide left to Elijah Winder who has time and space to touch it forward. Returns it to Gibson. 1-2 from Gibson looking for Winder, but the pass too hot for Elijah. He couldn't catch up to it. Cabezas brings it down. Dribbles through two Louisville defenders and goes to the ground. He's tackled by Elijah Winder. It's a foul and a free kick to RGV, which they take quickly. To their credit, they've taken a lot of their free kicks quickly tonight. They swing it around to Ruiz, the left back. He has time and space to cross into the attacking half. Still he goes Ricky Ruiz. With ball at his feet to the far side to Francois, the left winger, dribbling in on his right foot. Steps on the ball and drops it off backward to Coronado, one of the midfielders. Playing on the inside left. Back to Pimentel, the left center back, left of the center circle. Swings it around to Acqui, the right of the center backs. Now forward to Cabrera, Ricketts, and now back to Acqui. Confident stuff on the ball right now for RGV, but Louisville keeping their shape well. RGV goes all the way back to Derrick. He hits it long with the goalkeeper and well over everyone's head. Bounces four yards past the far sideline. It's a throw to Louisville. One thing I want to see more of from Louisville City when they're in the attack is changing the point of the attack. Currently, they're just staying on one side of the field and trying to force it down one side. If they're able to get their head up and see if they can switch the point of attack, they're going to be able to find a little bit more space in behind and release some of those other players, and it won't be as congested. Christian Pinson, the number 10, trying to bring it down from behind, just kind of flicked his heel into the air behind him to try and bring the ball down, but deflected into the air and was caught in the end by Zimla. That opportunity from well outside of the box, so just a ricochet into Zimla's hands. Louisville takes over. It's on the far side with Mares, trying to play it through to Manny Perez, who continued his run forward. Uh, cleared away by RGV. Back to their goalkeeper, Derek. Lancaster at full sprint. Derek has to clear it high into the air to the far sideline. And the referee, the AR on the near side, raises his flag for an offside call against Cristiano Francois. So it's going to be a fifth-third free kick for Louisville City on the far side, the right. About four yards short of the midfield line. Sean Tosh will take it on the ground into the middle of the center backs. That's Wes Sharpie in the defensive half. Into the center circle it goes to Gibson, dribbling out of it now on the right side. Plays it forward to Elijah Winder on the inside right. Winder trying to turn against Acqui. Dribble around him and just a little bit of a heavy touch from Elijah. He beat Acqui but couldn't keep the ball in play. It trails, trickles out for an RGV throw on the near side there right. They go back to the goalkeeper, Derek. That's a good turn from Winder, but I feel like the front players from Louisville City haven't been able to have much space to be able to run at the back line, and a lot of that is due to the credit of RGV's back line and their defense. They're staying tight to Louisville City and not giving them any time and space on the ball. RGV with it. Pinson dropping deep into the center circle. He swings it to the right side to Davila. Davila, the left-footed player, swings it back on the ground across the center circle to Pimentel. Pimentel, a long diagonal, looking for Cabrera in the attacking half. Knocked away by Adams, picked up by the right back for RGV Ricketts. Plays it to Cabrera on the near sideline, shoved from behind by Oscar Jimenez and a foul. It'll give RGV a free kick about 20 yards into the attacking half, maybe two yards infield from the near sideline. Maybe an opportunity if they want to, Casey, to put a ball into the box, but RGV is really been leaning on their possession, so they're not going to put a ball into the box. They're going to play it quickly on the ground to Cabezas. They work it wide right to Davila. Davila dribbling forward with Gibson right on him. He circles around Davila, still with it with his back to goal. Plays it to Acqui at the center circle. The right center back to left center back, Pimentel. Pimentel dribbling forward. He plays it to the far side, the left. That's Ruiz, the left back. 
on the far sideline, defended by Manny Perez. Ruiz plays it inside left Coronado, middle of the field, Davila 25 yards away. Plays it to Cabezas inside right. Forward to Cabrera, an awkward pass. Cabrera had to reach back for it. Couldn't collect it, taken away by Louisville. Elijah Winder, forward to Maris. Quick touch from Maris to Manny Perez at full sprint into the attacking half. Manny Perez streaming down the far sideline. Now slows it up as he nears the box. Drops it off backward to Dylan Maris on the inside right. Into Gibson, middle of the field, 40 yards away. Gibson, Elijah Winder inside left. Trying to play it forward to Cameron Lancaster. It was deflected off of his toes, though, by Davila. And it'll bounce into the hands of Tyler Derrick, the goalkeeper. Good idea again, but trying to force a little bit too much. You're trying to force the ball to Lancaster when he's got two and three players around him. Lancaster seems to see if he can pop up, pop off the defenders a bit to see if he can get the ball. Derrick went long with the punt. They've really been trying to spring Cristiano Francois, the Haitian down the left side. A player with with skill, technical ability, also speed, but he wasn't able to bring that one down. It's out for Louisville throw on the far side of the Louisville right in the defensive final third for Lou City. Sean Tosh will take it. And the referee, Elton Garcia, blows his whistle, I think, for Tosh. Maybe a delay of game warning here as Tosh took a little while to put the ball back in play. RGV got Louisville pinned back a little bit right now. We're in the 27th minute, 26 and a half minutes gone. 0-0 the score, seven shots total. Four for Louisville, three for RGV, and each with each team with a shot on target. Throw goes into Cameron Lancaster. He can't control it, and Pimentel takes it away. The center back playing well forward. Drops it off to Davila, middle of the field. Spins around a challenge from Tellefson. Plays it wide left to Ricky Ruiz. Heavy touch. Perez couldn't win it back, though. It's now Francois on the far side. Putting it across with his right foot. Deflected high into the air to fall to near Cabrera. Headed away by Kyle Adams out of the box. Falls to Elijah Winder. He just heaves it forward with his left foot to get it out of danger. Louisville City looking composed defensively, but again, they haven't been able to be as successful with breaking out from defense to offense. They haven't been able to connect those passes to be able to keep the ball for longer spells or even get the ball into the attack. They haven't been able to get much offense going whatsoever. Along the back line, Pimentel has it for RGV under some pressure from Maris. He goes back to Derek in the D, the goalkeeper. Now Acqui, the right center back, under pressure from Lancaster. Hits along down the inside right channel. Cabrera will chase it. He argues that he was held back by Kyle Adams. Referee had a good look at it from about 10 yards away. Didn't call a foul, and it rolls all the way into the hands of Zimla, who rolls it forward to Sharpie. Sharpie dribbling forward out of the end for Louisville City, out of the defensive end, I should say. Forward to Winder, further forward on the near sideline to Jimenez, cut out there by Ricketts. It'll fall back to Winder, though. Spins on the ball, now dribbles infield Elijah Winder, drops it off backward to Sharpie in the defensive half. Sharpie ball on the ground to Maris to the right of the center circle. Dribbles into the center circle now, plays it to Tellefson, who is also in the center circle. He's looking to play it to the left side to Jimenez. Here is Oscar dribbling forward for Louisville City in the attacking half. Oscar plays it into the middle to Tellefson. Plays it further uh, to the right side in the middle, Dylan Maris. Ball on the ground for Maris outside of the box, Perez. Gibson inside right. Deflected off of his feet, it'll fall back to Manny. Manny Perez, here's his cross, and it's a shot for Oscar Jimenez, blocked on its way through. Shot for Gibson, also blocked. Still alive in the box, and a late challenge there for Manny Perez, and that's going to be a foul, and maybe a booking it is. The referee immediately pulls out a yellow card and shows it to Manny Perez. We praise him so often for his perfectly timed challenges. That one, though, I think quite late. And the referee, I think, rightly giving Manny Perez a world of beer yellow card, putting him in the book in the 29th minute. Yeah, that's going to be one of the first yellow cards he's ever gotten for slide tackling, but it was definitely a yellow card, a very late challenge there, just trying to get the ball to keep it alive. But what a look there from Jimenez, 
The only he just hit it back towards where the pressure was and tried to trying to get it on form. A fortunate deflection for the Toros, but that was much better from Louisville City. They were more patient in their buildup, and they were working it from side to side, which got the back line of RGV moving, which created space. If Oscar Jimenez didn't have composure in front of goal, you would understand. Just seven goals in his career, six with Louisville City. He has not scored since October of 2021, but he found himself in a ripe scoring opportunity there as Louisville under some pressure nearly gives it away, and now they do as Sean Tosh with three orange jerseys around him gets the pass out of the crowd but can't find a teammate and rolls past the near side, the right for a throw to RGV in the air attacking half, the Louisville defensive half, and it comes from Ricketts to Pinson. He's able to control it. They go back to Acqui and cycle possession around. Pimentel in the center circle, the attacking half of it. All 10 field players in the attacking half right now for RGV. Pimentel to Cabrera, middle of the field, 25 yards away. Cabrera dancing around Sharpie. Gives it up backwards to Davila. Wide right it goes to Ricketts. Ricketts defended closely by Jimenez. Returns it. That's Cabezas who came forward, actually. And Cabezas' pass is a poor one. Cut out by Tellefson. Adams to Jimenez. Jimenez challenged Ball taken away. Francois, top of the box, trying to play it forward to Ruiz on the far side. Challenge comes in from Dylan Maris. He wins the ball back. Physical play with the referee allowing it to happen. Maris bringing the ball forward at a jogging pace. Still Dylan Maris goes on. Ball in the air to the near side. Across midfield into the attacking half. Oscar Jimenez. Time and space to come forward. Jimenez now checks back. Plays it to the middle to Tellison. Tellison 50 yards from goal. He'll dribble into the space, though. Gives it up to Maris inside right. Wide right is Manny Perez. He makes a run forward. Maris keeps the ball. Still Dylan Maris far side. Defended closely by Ruiz. Ruiz comes in with a challenge. Maris goes down. It's a foul. And a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City in a relatively promising position. Far side, Louisville right. Uh, about 15 yards from the far corner of the box. This will be an opportunity to whip something in. I'm not really sure what Ruiz was doing there. He just literally... Do you have Dylan Maris running backwards away from his goal and he takes two hands and just shoves him for no apparent reason so a really stupid foul because it sets up a really dangerous set piece especially when you're able to bring up some really talented players in the air and get a good look on target 14 minutes to go in the first half in a 0-0 game fifth third free kick it's going to be Maris with his right foot hits it high into the air towards the penalty spot headed away by Acqui it'll fall to Tellison top of the D can't control it Coronado in there Tellison goes to the ground Coronado able to clear it away for RGV. Ball over the top for Francois to chase, and he'll get to it. Francois one-on-two right now, dribbling towards the Louisville box. He's got help in the middle from Cabrera. Plays it to him. Here's Wilma Cabrera with an opportunity to shoot. Heavy touch, though. Drags him out of the shooting area. Wide right of the box. And now he goes down, hoping for a foul. None given as Jimenez takes it away. Really fast-paced play right now between these two teams. Fans starting to roar in appreciation. It's Tellefson in the center circle as Louisville comes forward. Wide right it goes to the midfield stripe to Dylan Maris and the pace slowed down right now by Louisville City. Maris touches it into Gibson, returns it to Maris wide right. He's got a five-man back line right now, it looks like, for RGV. So Louisville will just play with some possession right now. Left-footed ball over the top for Maris to Lancaster. Trying to bring it down, can't do it. As he leapt in the air, stuck out his right leg, couldn't bring it down cleanly. It bounces into the goalkeeper's arms. And it's a good run from Lancaster. We haven't been able to see as much from him, and I think it is because when RGV is in a defensive shape, they are dropping extra bodies back to really solidify that back line, making it difficult for Lancaster, for Winder, and for Maris to really find anything in behind the back line. A lot of the play has been in front of the back line. Foul against RGV gives a fifth-third free kick to Louisville in defensive half on the near side of the left. Adams takes it on the ground into Sharpie, middle of the field. Into the center circle, now it's Gibson. Returns it to Sharpie in the defensive half. Goes all the way back to Zimla, who's in the D, the goalkeeper. Touches it forward with his right foot. Still with time. 
Hits a, on the long diagonal toward the near side of the left, and it's well over the head of Oscar Jimenez, who was actually checking his run back a little bit. And it's out for a Louisville throw. The head coach, Wilmer Cabrera, the father of the player on the field, with a poor touch there, and he has a little moment to say, my bad, as he tried to bring it down. An ex-player, played for a long time in Colombia before finishing his career in the United States, and he's been a coach at various levels in the U.S. with the U.S. men's youth setup, with Montreal Impact in Major League Soccer, with the Houston Dynamo, among some other stops. His second stint now with RGV. His team has it with Pinzon in the attacking half. Plays it wide right to Ricketts. Working their way in towards the Louisville box, RGV. Ricketts to Cabrera. Cabrera cuts it in toward the top of the box. No one there in orange. The only player there was Tellison for Louisville. He takes it away and brings it forward. Plays it to the right side to Dylan Mares with 11 minutes and change to go, plus stoppage time in the first half. Still looking for the opening goal. But it's been a fairly entertaining game between these two. Very even as well. Very slim margins between the two sides, despite their different standings right now. RGV wins the ball back. They take it away from Louisville in their attacking half. It's with Ricketts playing on the inside right. Coronado trying to play it through towards Francois. Ball in the air, and he can't bring it down. It was driven toward him from Coronado from about 15 yards away, and Francois couldn't control it off of his toes. It went past the inline, and a goal kick to Louisville. One of the problems that I think Louisville City is having offensively is they're televising their passes. And what I mean by that is they're making it really easy to read that anyone could know that's who they're going to play it to. They're looking at the player. They're facing the player. It's extremely predictable the way that Louisville City is playing. And when you have a team that is pressing high, that is staying really tight to their marks, the last thing you can be is predictable. So they're going to have to see if they can get a little bit more creative. Goal kick sent long by Zimla, knocked down and hit forward by Gibson. Lancaster's onside, outside of the box. Chance for Louisville to work some possession in the attacking end. Lancaster picks up his head, plays the ball in the air to the far side of the box. Perez brings it down, outside of the area now. Backward to Tellison, he's going to put in a cross. Here's the cross, a decent one towards Winder, and just over his head, it's caught by the goalkeeper, Derek. Elijah Winder with the run into the six-yard box, and a good delivery from Tellison, but Derek won the battle in the air. The goalkeeper just caught it maybe an inch above the head of Elijah. I think that's one of the best attacks going forward for Lou City. They were able to attack quickly, change the point of attack quickly. It's a wonderful service from Tellison and a good run from Winder. Just maybe a touch too high for Winder to be able to get on the end of it. Nine and a half minutes ago in the first half in a 0-0 game. Louisville wins the ball back after it was hit long by Derek. Gibson in the defensive half, clips it high into the air, scoops it really towards Oscar Jimenez. He hits it high into the air trying to keep it in play. An exchange of headers here. Adams with a header for Louisville. Tellefson header down to Jimenez. He pops it up off of his left foot. Tellefson able to control it. He touches it back to Sharpie. Sharpie, a long diagonal off of his right foot, looking for a run forward of Manny Perez. Well read by Ruiz, who brings it down, but then he gives it away. Right into the feet, he played it to, of Dylan Maris for Louisville. He plays it back to Tosh, and now Tellefson to the right of the center circle, into the attacking half now. Tellefson continues his dribble into the center circle. Drops it off to Sharpie, returns it to Tellefson, who's now into some space on the inside left. Rasmus Tellefson coming forward. Wide left to Jimenez. Lancaster in the middle. Jimenez slips. Would have been an opportunity to put in a cross, just fell right onto the ground, slipping on the turf. Cleared away by Cabezas out of the RGV box to Cabrera. Physical battle between Cabrera and Adams. Adams called for a foul. Cabrera takes the free kick quickly on the ground to Vila. Pinzon, 35 yards away. RGV trying to break forward. Still Pinzon, just walking it forward. Onto his left foot. Fakes the shot. Onto his right foot. Will take the shot. And it deflects off of two Louisville players. Gibson finally clears it high into the air out of the box, where it's brought down by Tellison a bit awkwardly. He'll have to jog to retrieve it on the near sideline, but he's able to do it, plays it forward to Jimenez. And now Louisville comes forward. Maris with plenty of space. Lots of space for Perez as well. Maris plays it to him. 
Manny Perez into the attacking half on the far sideline. About 20 yards past midfield, and now RGB dropping numbers back, so Perez slows down the pace. Center circle goes to Gibson. He's got about 10-yard space either side. Tyler Gibson standing on the ball, now turns and plays it on the ground to the right to Perez on the far sideline. Facing forward, he plays it on the ground outside of the box to Dylan Mares over by the corner. Mares plays it back to Perez on the far side with his heels on the sideline, really. Perez dribbles infield. Tellefson. And Tellison, a poor ball, just tried to return it first time to Perez, and it was nowhere near on target. It's a throw to RGV to end that threat for Louisville City on the far side, the RGV left. And that's not the first time that Louisville City has been their own worst enemy going forward. I think the decision-making at times on the ball has been particularly poor for them, which isn't really as characteristic. Just the decision-making on who to pass the ball to, when to pass the ball, where we're trying to continue to force the ball. It just hasn't been as sharp as it's been in games past. RGV with possession with Derek, the goalkeeper, in his box. Now Pimentel in the box as well. Maris jogging forward to apply some pressure, so Pimentel hits it long. Pinson, a header in the center circle. Can't find Francois on the far side. Manny Perez able to spin around Francois. Good technical stuff. Getting some oohs and ahs from the crowd. Into Gibson. Returns it to Perez far side. Backward it goes to Tosh, the captain tonight for Louisville City. On the ground to Gibson. Now on the far sideline, Perez once again. A challenge comes in from Ruiz and a foul. As Perez goes flying on a hip check from Ricky Ruiz. That's going to be a fifth third free kick to Louisville City on the far side, the right in the attacking half, about four yards past the midway line. And another pointless foul there from Ruiz, whereas Perez is going backwards and he just runs him over. There is no need to foul in that situation. Perez is already going backwards. Just continue to force him backwards and see if your teammate can come over and support you. Ricky Ruiz, the left back tonight for RGV, 27 years old. Ball over the top from Adams to Jimenez, but he's offside, Oscar Jimenez. Good ball, and Jimenez brought it down neatly over his shoulder and would have had an opportunity to maybe set up Cameron Lancaster, who was in the middle, but the flag went up immediately. It's a free kick to RGV. In their defensive half, about 15 yards out of their box, Cabezas takes it quickly, plays it in the air to the far side. There's where Ruiz brings it down in the defensive half still with just under six to go, plus stoppage time in the first half in a scoreless game. Pimentel along the back line for RGV, returns it to Ruiz on the far side, turns it back to Pimentel on the inside left. Middle of the field now, Cabezas playing between the center backs. Cabezas, ball forward to Davila on the near sideline. Brings it down under pressure from Elijah Winder. Drops it off backward to Acqui, the right center back. He plays it into the middle to Pimentel with time and space. No one on him right now. He touches it forward. It's a long diagonal looking for Francois on the left side. Chested down by Tosh, and Louisville takes over. He plays it forward on the ground to Manny Perez. Hasn't necessarily been the most thrilling game the way it's gone, but we've had plenty of chances, some good chances for both teams. Perez in the middle to Elijah Winder, trying to turn and dribble forward. Elijah does, but then Cabezas takes it away. Elijah wins it back, and then he's tripped up and fouled by Cabezas. And it'll be a fifth-third free kick for Louisville City. The Wikipedia page for Juan David Cabezas had an interesting note. His personal life section said, quote, he is a very nice person. Wasn't very nice there. I'll when he say that wasn't Elijah a Winder. very nice challenge from a very nice person. I think that was a little bit of a late challenge. I'm surprised it wasn't a yellow card because it was a bit reckless. The ball was already gone, and he just completely takes the legs of Elijah Winder out. So, not a nice person right now in my book. 
He is also a very nice person. That is what the quote said on his Wikipedia page. I wonder who wrote that. I don't know. Would you write very nice person in your own Wikipedia page if you had the opportunity? I don't know. I mean, I would like to think that I am, but I don't know if I would go around writing that on my Wikipedia page. The third free kick hit into the air by Dylan Mares into the box. Brought down by Tosh, right side, left side rather. Clips it into the six-yard box. Loose ball. Cleared away by RGV. Louisville claiming there may have been a foul in there. It'll fall to Manny Perez. He dribbles down the middle of the field. Still Perez goes, drifting toward the right side. Plays it through to Dylan Maris. Left-footed curler. Oh, what a beauty! Dylan Maris! Top-class stuff to give Louisville a one-to-nothing lead. The curler off his left. And my word, that was a pretty one for Louisville City. 42nd minute. Dylan Maris with one that will be worth watching over and over again. Giving Louisville the one to nothing lead over Rio Grande Valley with three and a half minutes to go plus stoppage time in the first half. I mean, that was, what a goal. That was absolutely beautiful. But it starts with a really aggressive play from Manny Perez. It was a nice little battle in the box. And the ball pops out and Manny Perez does really well to pick the ball up and just attack on the dribble he ran at the back line and forced them to have to make a decision and when they stepped to him he was able to lay off a beautiful pass to Maris he weighted it perfectly to where all he had to do was inside of the foot bend it into the I mean it's not all he had to do that was not an easy shot by any means I don't want to take anything away from it but it was set up so beautifully that Maris was able to hit that so cleanly into the back of the net. That's a gorgeous, gorgeous goal. That goal brought to you by the Kentucky Lottery. Fueling imagination, funding education, Kentucky Lottery. For Maris' fourth goal, and this his first season with Louisville City, the 42nd of his career. But I reckon he's not scored many that were prettier than that one. Here's RGV trying to answer. Pinzon inside the penalty area clips it in with his left foot a bicycle kick attempt from cabrera actually that's ricketts who had made the run in toward the penalty spot the right back and it's well wide in the end audacious from ricketts there for rgv went up high into the air with his right foot and just couldn't direct it on target a goal kick you know what i don't mind that look it's a, it's a difficult shot to execute and especially where he was he was about outside of the pk spot typically if you're going to be successful on a bicycle kick unless you're wayne rooney who scored from like the top of the box with a bicycle kick you want to be around the six yard box because it's really hard to generate power and it's already a very difficult shot so it's a pretty ambitious look but i don't mind it I mean, if it had come off, if he'd been able to score, it would have been Rooney-esque, I think. It would have. It, would, it really would have been. To your point, but uh, well wide in the end. Goal kick sent long into midfield, battle for possession, and it's out for a throw on the far side, the right to Louisville, as Francois couldn't bring it down. And you just wonder now what the reaction will be in this game. Goals change games. It's a game that kind of needed a goal to change it a little bit. It, it had fallen asleep for about 20 minutes, I'd say, this game. But if there's a goal to wake you up, it's that one from Dylan Maris. So we'll see how it affects the play with a minute to go plus stoppage time in the first half. Throw comes in from Tosh down the far sideline, knocked away by RGV. Davila will clear it out of pressure, middle of the field, but he couldn't hit the clearance uh, cleanly. Pinson brings it down, trying to dribble around Gibson, gives it up to Francois far side at the midfield stripe with two purple jerseys around him. A collision between Francois and Perez, no foul. Elton Garcia has let a few collisions go tonight. Long ball from Davila, looking for Cabrera, making his run forward. It bounces in front of Kyle Adams, but into the box where it's collected calmly and collectedly by Oliver Zimla. 
That's good awareness, though, from Oliver Zimla. A lot of times goalkeepers will kind of hang back, but he was really aware and he was on his toes and was able to read that ball. Even though Adams didn't get on it, he was able to kind of collect that before any da anything dangerous happened. Outside of the box, Manny Perez. Louisville with long ball forward, and now they're attacking. Perez dribbling in, defended by Ruiz. Dribbles backward now, drops it off to Dylan Maris. Inside right it goes to Gibson. Can Louisville add a second right before halftime? That would be a killer blow, it feels like, in this game. Oscar Jimenez dribbles through the legs of a RGB defender dribbling backwards. We've moved into stoppage time, which is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. Referee has added a minimum of one minute to the first half, so not much time to go. Still, we go with Louisville City. Sharpie all the way back to Zimla outside of his box. Left-footed ball from Zimla in the air to the near sideline, looking for Jimenez in the attacking half. One in the air by Ricketts. His header out of play, a Louisville throw. On the near side, the Louisville left at the halfway line. And I think if you're Louisville City, you're either going to try to get something positive going forward, but you really don't want RGB to be on the ball in this final minute. You want to have the ball so that you don't allow them to have any sort of positivity going into halftime. Throw cut out by RGV. It ricochets all the way back to Sharpie. He hits it long down the middle. It's headed by Acqui back to Derek, the goalkeeper. And that may just be the final action in the half. Derek hits it long quickly as RV, RGV tries to answer back. Pinson brings it down. It's Davila shy of the midfield line. Now Ruiz on the far side. He crosses into the attacking half, plays it on the ground to Francois. Francois returning it to Ruiz. A sliding challenge from Meres. It's out for an RGV throw. And Ruiz down in a heap holding at his ankles. I think a clean challenge there. Doesn't mean he didn't catch the ankles of Ruiz, but Dylan Maris certainly won the ball, so no foul call. But Ruiz down hurts. Yeah, it was absolutely a clean challenge. Perfectly timed from Dylan Maris. Uh, no foul whatsoever. Just try, trying to figure out how it's RGV ball, and it looks like Maris was able to hit it off of Ruiz there, but difficult to see. Ruiz now onto his knees. The referee standing right next to him. He hasn't called on for the trainer yet for RGV. I wonder if he's telling him that we're about to blow the whistle. Might Just be. stand up and let's. <laughs> it's going to be halftime. It's Ruiz who actually takes the throw. So he's okay. Throws it back to Pimentel. And surely now the referee who looks at his watch is ready to blow his whistle. And he is. He does. Elton Garcia ending the first half. Wasn't the most thrilling first half. But the goal, the moment, was thrilling. Dylan Maris with a picture-perfect goal on the curl with his left foot to give Louisville a one to nothing lead over Rio Grande Valley, the Toros, in this USL Championship game at Lynn Family Stadium. We will step aside. The Breeze Airways Halftime Report comes your way next. It's Louisville City Soccer here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions, from the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Hey, you think we need any more seltzers? We could probably use some more. Hey, Eddie, get some more seltzers, too. 
Before you head out for that summer fling, stop by Cox's Spirit Shop to pick up all your party supplies. We've got all your favorite cooler beverages from cold craft beers, hard seltzers, and lots of pre-mixed party cocktails. When you can only make one stop, you know where to go. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. It's Paolo Del Piccolo, and you're listening to Louisville City FC right here on ESPN 680, 105.7, and the ESPN Louisville app. It's the Louisville City FC Halftime Report right here on ESPN Louisville. Now, live from Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Listen up, fans. When Louisville City wins this year, you also win. That's because Louisville City has partnered with Wendy's to give you a free small frosty if and when. The boys in purple are victorious. No purchase necessary. The offer is valid the day after a Louisville City victory. You can head to any participating Louisville area Wendy's location to redeem. Welcome in to the Breeze Airways Halftime Report. Breeze Airways, nice, new, and nonstop. That's the breezeway. Louisville City, a goal to the good, courtesy of Dylan Maris, and what otherwise, in the end, proved to be a, a fairly dull first half, I'll say. But that's a moment that Louisville City fans will look back at time and time again. One of the prettier goals we've seen in the last couple of seasons. And for Dylan Maris, he's played well the last couple of weeks. Great to see him on the score sheet. Casey Whitfield alongside me, Jeff Milby. Casey, what would you think of that goal? That goal was beautiful. I mean, he's at the side of the box, hits out the inside of his foot and bends it to the back post. It's a very difficult shot, and he made it look easy. He made it look flawless. It's absolutely gorgeous. I keep trying to, like, refresh Twitter to see if they're going to post the video of it because I want to watch it again because it's such a beautiful goal. But it really came, I don't want to say against the run of play because there really wasn't much play. It was kind of... I mean, I guess that's the way to put it because... I think, I think the accurate phrase would be it would it was against the walk of play because yeah. that's how the game was <laughs> that going. Was really it the, was a walking kind of game. It was a walking pace. Yeah. It, it would happen like you'd win the ball and then they would sprint forward and then it just like completely slowed down and was really dull. I don't think either team really looked their best. I don't think either team looked extremely threatening going forward. I think RGV had a few moments where they were trying to release Francois there on the left side that they maybe look the most dangerous but just kind of a a slow moving game there's one moment for RGV that really comes to mind it was a break down the left side Francois had it played it into the middle to Cabrera who kind of joined up late Cabrera right outside of the box if he takes a cleaner touch maybe he can have a hit but he takes a really awkward touch drags him away from goal really that was the only moment in the first half where RGV was particularly threatening. In terms of statistics, Louisville with seven shots, two on target, on 46% possession. RGV five shots, just one on target. A good save from Oliver Zimla on a driven shot right at his chest. RGV 54% possession in terms of corner kicks. Three of them in the first half, two one by RGV, one by Louisville City. And the foul counts 
in total. 13 fouls called in the first half by Elton Car Garcia. Seven called against RGV. We did have one booking in the first half. It was shown to Manny Perez, his second yellow card of the season, brought to you by World of Beer, by the way. That was shown in the 29th minute. So a pretty even game, but one moment of real quality, and that was the goal by Dylan Maris, which came in the 42nd minute. So adjustments, I would imagine, from both Wilmer Cabrera of RGV and Danny Cruz of Louisville City. We'll see what they do in the second half. We'll take a break on the Breeze Airways Halftime Report. When we come back, it is the biggest game of the racing Louisville season. Coming up a week from tonight here at Lynn Family Stadium, we will tell you all about it and tell you more reasons why you should be here as they're trying to fill the fam and set an attendance record for racing. That on the other side of the break. It's the Breeze Airways Halftime Report on ESPN Louisville. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. If your heating and cooling system is old and inefficient, now is the time to give BJ Heating and Cooling a call for your free estimate. BJ Heating and Cooling, your local factory authorized Bryant dealer, whatever it takes, has teamed with Bryant Equipment to offer up to 60 months 0% financing with approved credit. Celebrating over 35 years, helping Kentuckiana with all their heating and cooling needs. Make sure your estimate on a new system is from BJ Heating and Cooling. You will not be disappointed. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Louisville City fans, this is Danny Cruz. Remember, if it's Lou City, it plays right here on ESPN 680, 1057, and the ESPN Louisville app. Welcome back to the Breeze Airways Halftime Report. One to nothing, our score at Lynn Family Stadium. Louisville in front over Rio Grande Valley. We open the broadcast by saying that Louisville City is entering the home stretch of the season. Same is very true for Racing Louisville. They have just seven games left, and they return to the regular season after that World Cup Challenge Cup break over the last couple of months. Next Saturday night, 7.30 kickoff here at Lynn Family Stadium. It is Phil the Fam for Racing Louisville. The goal to get 10,000 people in here for the first time for a Racing Louisville game. So if you want to be a part of that and want to help set a new record for racing go to racingloufc.com slash tickets or call 502 Lou City L-O-U-C-I-T-Y tickets starting at about $17 very affordable great options all you can eat options as well so head 
on out to RacingLouFC.com slash tickets to look at your seats. But, Casey, I say it is the most important game of the season for Racing Louisville. They're just two points out of the playoffs as the NWSL restarts their regular season following the World Cup break. Phil the fam on top of it. The World Cup players who went and performed so well on the international stage, many of them will be back for that game, so it's an opportunity for fans to say a big resounding welcome home to some of those players, including, as everybody knows, Savannah DeMello, who started a couple of times for Team USA in the World Cup. There are lots and lots and lots of reasons that, one, it is a hugely important game, and two, you should be here if you're a sports fan in the city of Louisville next weekend. There's really no excuse not to be here. I'm just going to say it. Everybody needs to come. And if you haven't been to a racing game, why not come next weekend? And you, like you said, it is actually a really, really important game because you look at their, the rest of their schedule. They've got seven games left. They're two points out of the playoffs. Right now, Angel City is sitting at 17 points, so they're sitting two points behind racing. So it is technically racing is higher than them, so it is a must-win game in order to get those points because then they've got games like Gotham, Portland, O.L. Reign, who are all sitting higher than them. Those are going to be really, really tough games. So they have to have those must-win games. They have to have those the fans behind them to help. This is a must-win game for them, for them to be able to get in the playoffs. And what better way to do it in front of a record crowd? And like I said, please come. Like, I, I don't know, like... There's no, there's no excuse. If you like soccer, if you are a sports fan, if you are just looking for something to do, why not come? What is it going to hurt to come to one game? Oh, and that would be the game to come to, That's right? That's the game to come. Just as, come, please. As you point out, Angel City down in 10th place in the standings, so a winnable game by uh, any stretch for Racing Louisville, and also a game where maybe a little bit of revenge, if you can call it, that would be on the line. That was the game where, if you remember, when they played in L.A., Racing was up 2 to nothing but coughed up that two-goal lead and tied 2-2, so maybe they can get a little something back from that performance. Again, next Saturday night, a week from tonight, 7.30 that kickoff. And by the way, Louisville City in action on the road at 5.30, so you don't even have the excuse of staying home to watch Louisville There's City. There's no excuse. Come out after Come. the Louisville City game is over. Catch the tail end of it here at the stadium and help cheer on Racing Louisville to a victory that they very much need. RacingLouFC.com slash tickets, 5-0-2, Lou City, fill the fan next weekend. Please this, is, come. this has been the Breeze Airways Halftime Report. Second half comes your way next. Louisville City in front of RGV 1-0. They're going to look to add to that goal total in the final 45 of tonight's game. That comes your way next on ESPN Louisville. You may have been born to be wild, but you weren't born to be dead from a needless motorcycle crash. So when you're even just a little impaired, you do not get your motor running. You do not head out on the highway. What you do is get a ride from a sober friend, a taxi or rideshare service, or public transportation. Because you may be looking for adventure, but you're not looking for trouble. Please ride sober. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. Welcome back. Crowd cheering vociferously, I'll say, for a very special guest of tonight's game as the two teams await the start of the second half kickoff. Young man named Titus, who was the honorary captain of tonight's game. He signed a one-game contract in partnership with Norton Children's Hospital earlier this week with Louisville City. Titus who suffers from a rare form of cancer, getting a memory that he'll keep for the rest of his life tonight. And a great show of support and a round of applause from the decent crowd that's shown up here at Lynn Family Stadium this evening. And with that, we are ready to begin the second half. Elton Garcia blows his whistle, and we are underway. It'll be RGV from the opening kick of the second period of play. They're moving from right to left as we switch ends. They defend the Estopinal in goal. Louisville City from left to right defending the waterfront in goal. And it is immediately out for a Louisville City throw on the far side. The left as the clock in the stadium has not begun. So we'll see how many minutes go off before we know exactly what time is on the clock. And Louisville wins the ball back after nearly giving it away. They play it back. Gibson does to Zimla, the goalkeeper. He hits it. From inside his six-yard box, under some pressure all the way into the attacking half. And Pimentel retrieves it for RGV. Touches it forward to Cabezas, the captain tonight. And he plays it across to Acqui, the right center back. Heavy touch from Acqui, but he's able to use it to sprint around. Elijah Winder plays a ball in the air to the near side. Cut out by Manny Perez. And here comes Louisville on the break. Dylan Maris coming down the inside right channel. Outside right, it goes to Manny Perez. He puts it across to Lancaster. Brings it down nicely. Hits it on the half turn. Blocked. Winder will give a chase. It rolls past the end line for a Vi-Fi corner to Louisville City. Well done. Good technique there from Cameron Lancaster to bring it down with his back to goal and hit it out of the air with his left. And just unfortunate that it was right into the defender. A heck of a shot there. And honestly, I truly believe if the defender wasn't there, that's going on target. He did so well to stay over it, get around the ball and strike through it. It was beautifully done. But Akwe just kind of getting in the way there. Uh, I think if he wasn't there, that's going on target and potentially in the back of the net. It was such a good strike. By fight corner, far side of the left. Springer off the right foot of Dylan Maris. Two arms in the air. Here's his approach. Maris's corner high into the air to the back post toward Kyle Adams. But defending against Akwe. Akwe doing the defending, I should say. Adams cannot control it. And the goalkeeper, Derek, out in front of Adams to knock it away. Akwe retrieves it and forward it goes to Pinzone on the inside left. He tries to play to the right side to Caprera all the way across the field. But it's knocked down and won by Dylan Maris. And Louisville continues here. Maris, the goal scorer, having a terrific game. He dribbles forward, does Dylan. Drops it off backward to Oscar Jimenez. 
who's playing a left back tonight after starting a right back the last three games. Backward it goes to Gibson. Center circle, West Sharpie in the defensive half of it. Long ball over the top from Sharpie, right down the middle. Perez was making a run down the inside right channel, but that one went right down the middle and takes one bounce into the chest of Derrick, the RGV goalkeeper. Clock is working now, and it shows 47 minutes and change. We'll see exactly how much time is on the clock as we get near the 90-minute mark. But as we see it, two minutes gone by in the second half and a one nothing game in favor of Louisville City. Cabrera middle of the field, attacking half. Pinzon inside left. Wide left, it goes to Ruiz for RGV. Walking it in towards Manny Perez. Pinzon inside left, returns it to Ruiz. Sliding challenge for Manny Perez and a good one. And he knocks it behind off of Ruiz to win a goal kick. That was the kind of defending we're used to seeing from Manny, who was very late on a challenge in the first half in a similar position on the other side of the box in the attacking end of things. That time, more perfectly timed than he wins a goal kick. A beautifully timed challenge, and he does have to be careful because he did get a yellow card, so on those challenges, if he messes up in any way, shape, or form, that could really be detrimental to the team, so he has to make sure that he's really smart on those challenges. I would say, though, if there's a player on Louisville City's team that you would trust on a yellow, it might be Absolutely. Manny. Absolutely. It might be Manny Absolutely. because he's so, he so often is well, right on time. He's so calm, and he's not a player that lets his emotion get, get the best of him either. He times his challenges really well, and he, he plays smart. Here comes RGV. Cabrera down the right side, dribbling in towards the Louisville box. He's got Francois in the middle, plays it through to the late runner, Pinzon, cut out by Sharpie. Falls to Cabezas, middle of the field. Now Davila drifting away from the attacking end of things toward the midfield line. Plays it on the ground to Coronado, middle of the field, inside left. Wide left, it goes to Ruiz. Ruiz dribbling in against Manny Perez. Dribbles around him on the left side. Perez sticks out a leg and knocks it away. And it's out for an RGV throw on the near side, the left. They're in the attacking final third, Louisville's defensive final third. And RGV looking to see if they can begin to build a little bit of attack, see if they can get some opportunities going forward. But they haven't been able to find a whole lot down the middle, so they're still being forced to go around the outside. Ruiz with the throw into Pinzon. Swings it in the middle to Pimentel, who's playing well forward, the center back. Now Pinzon on the near sideline. Clips it through to Francois on the end line in the box on the left side. Francois holding it up against Gibson. Still Francois. Puts it across with his left. It's blocked by Gibson behind. It's a corner to RGV from the near side there left. That's a good little scooped ball over the top to find Francois, but excellent, excellent, excellent defending there from Gibson. He is patient. He doesn't dive in, and he keeps Francois in front of him and doesn't really give him any space. So really good defending from Tyler Gibson. It's going to be Wilmer Cabrera Jr. to take this corner from the near side to the left with his right foot and in swinger. Here it comes, driven into the back post, and it's headed down and in. A powerful header from Cabezas. What a name to score a goal with your head. And he brings his entire team around him in celebration as they jog to the near sideline. RGV from the corner kick scores on a powerful header from Juan David Cabezas, the 32-year-old Colombian. His first goal of the season and just his third goal for his club, Rio Grande Valley. And that makes it 1-1. We're in the 51st minute. Louisville's goal lead has gone away five minutes into the second half. I mean, what a header, though. That was absolutely beautiful. It was a great ball to the back post, and Cabezas able to run through unmarked again i talked about one of my keys to the game was being aware of your marks you have to know where they are at all times and he runs through unmarks and powers that one into the back of the net it's a beautiful header but a poor moment of defense from louisville city they checked out there on that corner kick second straight game the louisville has let a goal advantage go in the second half 
Wednesday night finished 1-1 against the Charleston Battery, and they may well have lost. Goal went over the line, and it was called off at the last moment, literally the last touch of the game. Referee Blues whistle for a foul. Louisville trying to come back after winning the ball, or after the opening kickoff following the goal, rather. It's Elijah Winder, top of the box, ball to him from Tullison. He just couldn't bring it down. Winder was running to where the ball was played. Couldn't control it, and it rolls through to the goalkeeper, Derek. Six minutes gone in the second half, 1-1 our score, and now things looking more tenuous for Louisville City. It was a very even first half, but the game really right there to be grabbed by either team. It feels like momentum could be grabbed by either team the way this game has gone. Momentum certainly right now, as you would imagine, with the goal just a moment ago in favor of Rio Grande Valley right now. Well, that's really how it felt in the first half, too. Neither team really had control of the first half. Throw for Louisville City. They send it down the near side, the right, and it's out for another throw, about 40 yards further forward. Manny Perez in towards Lancaster. Cabezas, who just scored, knocks it away. Pinzon brings it down, trying to hold it up. Plays it into the feet of Tosh, who is the defending him, and Tosh able to keep it in play. Dribbles forward, Tosh. Loose ball picked up by Manny Perez now after a challenge came in. Great defending there from Ruiz, who takes it away from Manny Perez. And then Ruiz goes down under a challenge from Manny. And it's a foul. Free kick here to RGV. Great defending there from Ricky Ruiz. Those two have gone at it, Manny Perez and Ricky Ruiz, and Ruiz got the better of that battle there. Absolutely, and we talked about how smart Manny Perez is. That was not a smart foul there, very stupid foul, just to kind of run him over, especially being on a yellow card because you never know what the ref is going to decide. Cabezas with it to the far side. Davila, cross midfield to Cabrera, plays it into Francois, who's moving backward here to keep possession alive. Touches it to Davila. Davila, long diagonal, looking for a run forward from Ruiz, but he was standing standing put so it rolls all the way to the end line where it's kept in play by Oliver Zimla to the right side of his box he plays it on the ground with his feet to Sharpie outside of the D now Tosh to the right side of the box just outside of it under pressure from Pinson Tosh hits a left-footed ball in the air where it's quickly won by RGV's Ricketts into the middle of Davila here's the attack for RGV Coronado Pinson top of the box on his right foot looking for the curler and it's wide not really much curl on that curler Trying to bend it around with his right foot, Christian Pinson, and was nowhere near the top corner for which he was aiming. Former Chivas Guadalajara reserve player playing with RGV and had his sights for that top corner, couldn't find it. It's a goal kick. He just got underneath it a little bit too much. He was trying to bend it to the back post, and he didn't drive through it enough. He looked for more of like a chipped ball and got underneath the ball instead of driving through it. Here's Pinson on the ball once again as RGV wins the ball from the goal kick after Louisville hit it long. Francois outside of the box on the left, dribbling it on his right foot, drops it off backward to Pinson on the near sideline into the middle of the field, Cabezas. RGV really trying to take control of the game right now. Maybe even take a lead. Right side, it's Ricketts. Inside, right, Cabrera. Plays it through to Ricketts, who continued his run. Ricketts onto it under a challenge from Jimenez. In the box, Ricketts puts in a cross. Knocked out from the six-yard box. Pawed away by Zimla. And then a foul goes against Francois. It'll give Louisville a fifth-third free kick and get them out of trouble. Dangerous cross. Zimla came out off of his line. Got one hand to it. Couldn't really bring it down cleanly. And if it weren't for the foul, I'm sure RGV would have had another opportunity to score. But it's a fifth-third free kick for Lou City to get them out of danger. Yeah, and Louisville City looking a little shaky right now. They need to see if they can begin to get a little bit more of the momentum going in their direction. They've been very spread out and very unorganized so far defensively. So they need to see if they can get some, some things going in their favor. Louisville trying to switch the point of attack. Wing back to wing back. It was Jimenez on the left playing it high in the air to the near side. Manny Perez, he couldn't keep it in play. Out for an RGV throw in their defensive half on the near side. Their left. Coronado middle of the field now. Drops it off to Cabezas between the center backs. Forward to Davila on the right side. Crosses into the attacking half. Wide right it goes in the attacking half to Ricketts. Cabrera inside right. 
Davila, and now once again Pinson on the inside right. Left of the center circle is Pimentel with it. Forward it goes to Francois, the Haitian international with three caps for his country. Couldn't really control it, was able to bring it down eventually, and across the center circle goes to Cabezas. Forward to Cabrera, knocked off of his feet by a Louisville City player, and here come the boys in purple on the break. Mera's into the attack, but he's held back by Coronado. Mera's goes down, wanting a foul. Elton Garcia, no foul given. That's been consistent tonight. A lot of players tumbling down to the ground. Garcia not calling fouls very often. Here comes Ruiz forward with it for RGV. Wide left, Francois, just outside of the Louisville box. Francois scoops it in the air to Pinson, inside left. 25 yards away. Wide left to Ruiz. Perez in front of him. Ruiz standing on the ball. Thought about a cross, instead drops it off backward on the ground to Pinson. Pinson plays it to Coronado on the inside left, near midfield. He'll switch fields, and a poor ball. Gets a jeer from some of the fans who are paying attention on the near sideline. Coronado there, Robert Coronado, with a poor pass off his left foot. Nowhere near his intended target on the far sideline. It's a Louisville throw near midfield. Yeah, that was really, really bad. It was about 10 to 15 yards behind him, bending away from him. But it's going to set up a good opportunity for Louisville City again to see if they can begin to shift a little bit more in their direction. RGV has come out with all the energy, all of the aggression, and Louisville City has just looked a little stunned by them. So they need to see if they can begin to get the energy going back their way. 11 minutes gone. Louisville, RGV, 1-1 our score. Goals on either side of the halftime break. And Louisville trying to play it forward through Elijah Winder. He couldn't find it and bounces in the arms of Derek. He rolls it forward to a teammate. They played to Cabrera on the far side, RGV. And now Ricketts the right back. RGV with really with control of the game right now. All the possession. Long diagonal from Davila looking for the run of Francois. Headed away by Manny Perez in front of Francois, who applauds the idea. But the ball not just by matter of yards, not on target. Louisville takes over. Tellefson, an awkward touch in the middle, but he's able to keep it alive. Perez, right side, forward to Maris near midfield. Takes a tumble under a challenge from Pimentel. Those two battling really hard, and Maris just pulls Pimentel down. Tug of the jersey, just pulled him right down to Maris, and he's booked. Second booking of the night. And both have been shown in Louisville City. A world of beer yellow card here for Dylan Maris, and I think rightfully so. Physical battle. Referees let the physicality go on in this game. After Pimentel got the better of Maris, Maris tugged him down by the jersey. Well, and, and that's one of those things where, as a player, you want to try to fight through. You want to try to stay on your feet there. But I think if Maris goes down, he's going to get the foul called. I mean, we've seen Cabrera do it several times on the other side. Whenever he feels that contact, he goes down and gets the foul. But there, Maris tries to fight through it. And it's it's one of those hardships as a player because you want to try to see if you can continue to play on. But sometimes you just got to go down to get the call there. And then Maris let his emotions get the best of him. Free kick from Cabrera for RGV, headed away by Wes Sharpie, who's had a number of good clearances tonight. He read that one well in the air. Ricketts was the intended target. It's out for a throw on the far side of the right for RGV. Ricketts takes the throw to Cabezas. Back to Ricketts. Now Acqui, the Ghanaian, along the back line. Middle of the field. It goes to Davila in the center circle. Ruiz with it on the near side. The left in the attacking half. Forward to Francois. Battling with Tosh. Shoulder to shoulder. Both players go down. Tosh laying on top of Francois. No foul call. Gibson plays it back to Sharpie who clears it ahead in the air looking for Lancaster. But he's beaten to it in the air by Davila. He plays it back to Pimentel. And RGV continues with the ball here. Cabezas center circle. Coronado returns it to Cabezas. Right of the center circle, Cabrera defended by Elijah Winder. 
Cabrera back to Pimentel in the middle near the center circle. Now Acqui on the far sideline. He hits it in the air down the far sideline. Ricketts chests it down. He's got space to dribble into. Here's Ricketts coming forward. Ball on the ground looking for Francois. Cut out by Manny Perez, then cleared further away by Tyler Gibson from in the D. Nice idea, just didn't quite come off for RGV, but they're knocking on the door right now. Here's Davila, wide left to Ruiz. Ruiz puts in a cross right into the face of Manny Perez, and it's out of play going to be a corner to RGV from the near side the left. One thing that RGV is doing very good at right now is whenever Lucity tries to clear it away, they're almost creating like a wall around and they're not allowing the ball to really exit that final third and Louisville City has not been able to connect any sort of passes building out of the back to escape that sort of pressure. 60% possession in the second half for RGV and they look the more likely to score right now as we move close to the hour mark. 59-30 on the clock. Here's the corner in toward the six-yard box headed away by Winder. Falls to Coronado. Left-footed ball over the top for Cabrera giving chase but Zimla read it off of his line. Catches it on one bounce and ends the attack. And very, very nice header there from Elijah Winder. Timed that perfectly. Now this is the moment that Louisville say, like I said, they have to begin to get something going. They have to see if they can move the ball. I think there's going to be some changes coming up here for Louisville City with regards to subwise. See if they can get some fresh legs out there and kind of reignite the energy. Three of them, in fact, as you point out, Casey. So we'll get to those changes in a moment. Louisville trying to build out of the back here. Nervy stuff as Sharpie gets the ball away under a challenge from Francois. He finds Adams. Adams dribbles forward down the far sideline, drives it down the middle. Good touch from Maris. Here comes Louisville forward. Really good touch from Maris on a driven ball. Maris inside left in the attacking half, about 30 yards from goal. Stops and plays it backward to Gibson. Patient stuff right now for Louisville. Wide left to Jimenez, outside of the box. Backward to Gibson, inside left. Middle of the field, Tellefson, 40 yards away. Dribbling to the right. Continues to dribble to the right. Drops it off backward to Tosh. Ten yards past midfield. Tosh dribbles forward. Ball to Maris. He tried to left leave it for Oscar Jimenez. And he should have brought it down. He had tons of space. But because Jimenez was in front of him. Maris didn't know where his teammate was. Tried to let it go to Jimenez. And it rolls past the far sideline for an RGV throw. Those two just not on the same page there, Casey. Yeah, and that's not the first time this game that that's happened. There have been several unforced errors like that. Here's Lancaster with a shot after Louisville won the ball back and a good save from Derek. Hit right at him, really. Lancaster picked it up on the inside left, tried to curl it. Hit right down the middle of the goal. Long ball at the top. Cabrera beats Tosh. Cabrera with it. He goes down under a foul. No. No foul called. A challenge there from Tosh and it rolls into the arms of Zimla. That was outside of the box. But a physical play that is Gone uncalled once again. Ball over the top now for Louisville. Lancaster brings it down. 1-1 game. Lancaster pushed down by Acqui. No foul called there, and it's cleared away by Coronado. All the way into the chest of Kyle Adams as the fans come out of their seats to boo here at Glenn Family Stadium, booing the no call. Gibson now dribbling forward in the attacking half. Wide left it goes to Jimenez. Tried to touch it into Maras. He wasn't on the same page once again. Davila takes it away. And then Ricketts' clearance is closed down by Maras. It's out for a Louisville throw on the far side, the left. Three changes coming up for Louisville City. But Casey, as we get those changes, want to get your thoughts on the refereeing tonight. A lot of no calls. A lot of physical play that hasn't been called. Both ends of the field. Well, and I, I think that's okay as long as you're consistent with it. Like, if you aren't going to call it one way, then you, ha you have to make sure that you're not calling it the other way, too. So it's all about consistency. And I, I do think that, for the most part, he's been pretty consistent with letting things play on. The RGB foul on the end with, with Sean Tosh, definitely not a foul in my opinion. Cabrera was already going down, trying to draw that contact. And on the other end, Lancaster 
I, I think he knew he was going nowhere. There might have been a little bit more of an arm extended in that call, but I, again, I think Lancaster was just willing to do whatever it took to draw the foul in that situation, and so I think two pretty soft fouls if you call them. Louisville's got 12 players on the field right now, and I don't think anybody knows it. Oh. <laughs> Lancaster didn't come off. So three substitutions, but only two players came off. So let's see if anybody catches this. They still haven't let the throw come if in. If it is, that is going to be a card. And it's the players that were supposed to come off were Maris, Tellefson, and Jimenez. Well, so Maris, Maris is, still is still on still the field, there. and there he's not supposed to be on the field. And the referee's still looking around, counting the players, I think. And finally, he does point Maris off. No card. To your concern there, Casey. I think the referee a little bit understanding here as Maris finally comes off the field. So those substitutions now complete. Jimenez off, Tellison off, Maris off, Mogel on, Amadou Dia on, and Martin Powell's coming on. Carlos Mogel, I should say to give him his full name. All three of those substitutions brought to you by Fortna in the 64th minute in a 1-1 game. And it's another milestone for Amadou Dia, by the way. He made his 150th USL appearance last time out. Tonight, it is his 200th appearance as a professional, regardless of league. So Amadou Dia with back-to-back -back milestone nights. Mogel with a touch. Wide left, it goes to Adams into the attacking half. Dia's first touch. Mogel, a 1-2 between those two. He looks nice there. Dia, ball into Lancaster. He's onside. Lancaster tips it over. But he's, the flag is up. The flag is up. Offside is the call against Lancaster. I called it as though he were onside off the bat. But as I was saying, at the AR rose, lifted his flag into the air. And it takes away a goal for Cameron Lancaster. Delicate chip over the goalkeeper from Lancaster from about 14 yards away. But offside is the call. The goal does not count. RGV, a long ball down the middle from Cabezas, looking for Francois. Headed from Adams. Francois brings it down. Zimla off his line. Francois still with it. Zimla takes it away. And then a loose ball picked up by Carlos Mogel, who dribbles out of trouble. Game has come alive a little bit here. As Louisville comes forward, Elijah Winder, wide right. Danny Perez into the attacking half. Perez dribbling forward at a walking pace right now. Cuts it inside. Collision between him and Cabrera. There's a foul. And a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City in the attacking half. They take it quickly. Gibson to Tosh. Tosh, ball on the ground across to Kyle Adams on the inside left. 25 yards into the attack, the center back. Ball forward to Powells outside of the, or just at the top of the box, taken away by Acqui. Ball forward to Francois. He's able to spin. Here's Francois dribbling forward for RGV. From right to left, cut all the way across the field. Wide left, it goes to Cabrera, who's okay after that collision. He's dribbling down the near sideline into the attack. RGV dribbling in towards the box. Here's Wilma Cabrera. Dribbles around Danny Perez, who sticks out a leg and wins the ball. Coming together between Perez and Francois. No foul initially, but then a foul called against Manny Perez. And it's going to be a free kick to RGV here. And this call is because Perez was laying on the ball, hoping for the foul. And the fans really in full voice now. This crowd has gotten into this game because of all the calls or lack thereof. Let's go back to the goal, Casey. A free-throwing game. Was it a goal in your eyes? The offside flag went up a little bit late. It was really hard to see, and those are the moments that you wish you had VAR in this league because it was so tight. Um, from our angle, it's really hard to tell because we are kind of behind it a little bit, so hard to see there. But regardless, what link-up play. Great run from Lancaster. It was a great goal, just maybe a millimeter upside. Free kick from RGV. They try and work something short. They play it through to Davila, and he's shielded away from the ball by Tyler Gibson. Rolls past the inline for a Louisville goal kick. We're in the 67th minute. 1-1 is our score. Louisville scoring in the first half with Dylan Maris. RGV scoring five minutes into the second half with Juan David Cabezas. 
and we are all even and right now the game very much on a knife's edge either team could score really the way it seems right now Louisville with the ball from the goal kick with Adams on the far side the left inside left it goes to Sharpie outside of the box defensively touches it into the middle of the field gives it up to Winder who's dropped deep Winder dribbling with Coronado on his back gets the pass away to Adams on the far side Francois coming up for pressure long ball from Adams to Martin Powell's who holds it up with a 6-7 frame. Powell's able to bring it down, plays it in the middle. Great stuff from Powell's. Here's Gibson coming forward, middle of the field. Gibson just outside of the box, right side of the box. Manny Perez cuts it onto his left foot. Manny Perez goes for goal, and it's blocked down by Pimentel. Acqui will try and keep it out of the, past the end line, and he's able to do it. Clears it past the, the sideline, I should say. It's a Louisville throw on the near side, the right. Great defending there from Acqui to not concede the corner, but the hold-up play from Powell's was superb. I'll say that hold-up play from Martin Powell's was absolutely perfect. He was able to shield his defender off. He was patient. He had a runner, but he waited because he didn't. He knew that wasn't the right pass, and he was able to find Gibson there in the middle of the field. It was absolutely perfect. Throw cleared away. It's out for another throw. On the near side, the right for Louisville. Boys in purple with a little momentum right now as they try and regain the lead, which they had in the first half. Tosh the throw. Comes to Powell's. Has a hip check into the side of Pimentel, and it's cleared away from behind him by Cabezas. Caught on the air by Danny Cruz, Louisville's head coach for a Louisville throw. Hands it to Tosh. Throw down the near sideline towards Manny Perez. Collision between Perez and Ruiz. Out for a throw to RGV here. As Ruiz takes. Back to Pimentel. Returns it to Ricky Ruiz. RGV still not with any substitutions and none in the works right now as Ruiz goes long down the near sideline for Pinzon. But that pass off target is out of play for another Louisville throw in the defensive half this time on the near side, the right. Tosh takes it into Gibson, returns it to Tosh. Cabrera jogging forward for pressure. Tosh goes into the middle of the Sharpie. Ball on the ground from Sharpie to Mogel, who's dropped deep. Mogel back to Sharpie and now across to Adams on the left side. Francois jogging over. Adams gets the pass away to Lancaster, who's dropped very deep. Freedom for Lancaster with Powell's as the holdup man right now. Lancaster along diagonal to the near side. Manny Perez in the attacking half. He chests it down. Manny Perez, ball on the ground to Elijah Winder, outside of the box on the right. Winder dribbling towards the corner with two defenders on him. Ruiz there as is Pimentel. Pimentel clears it away. Clearance goes all the way to midfield where Sharpie touches it forward, but it's intercepted by Cabrera. Heavy touch, gives it back to Tosh, and Louisville back with the ball. Center circle attacking half of it is Carlos Mogel Jr. Fans wanted him to turn and dribble forward. Now it's Tosh in the attacking half. Wide right, Manny Perez. Perez standing on the ball. Backwards it goes to Tosh, who's well forward here. Spins around a challenge from Cabrera. Dribbles toward midfield. Plays it there to West Sharpie in the defensive half. Sharpie will switch fields. From the right side to the left it goes to Kyle Adams at the midway line. Inside left at midway line is Carlos Mogel Jr. He'll hit a long diagonal to the near side. Here's Manny Perez. Brings it down nicely with his right foot. Dribbling in against Ruiz. Perez against Ruiz. He gets around him on the right side. Here's a cross. Lifted to the bar- Martin Powell's. Headed away by Acqui. Just in front of Powell's. Retrieved by Gibson. The attack's still on for Louisville. Gibson middle goes inside left to Adams. As we're in the 70th minute. 1-1 our score. Amadou Dia outside the left football. Powell's tries to bring it down with his right. Knocked away by Acqui. Mogel trying to keep it alive. And ultimately, I believe, foul called. And that'll give RGV a free kick. It is a foul against Carlos Mogel Jr. Free kick for RGV in their defensive half, just outside of the box on the inside right. And Louisville City is doing a good job of being patient, kind of working it side to side. But there has to come a point where they have to almost switch into gear and attack quickly. You can be patient and move it side to side, but if you move that slow the whole time going forward, it's very predictable, very easy to defend. So there has to be a little bit of a change in pace within within their attack so they can be more dynamic. Foul against Louisville, Sean Toshier as he 
Went shoulder to shoulder with Cabrera, who draws another foul. Free kick for RGV at midfield to the left of the center circle. 16 shots in the game, 10 for Louisville City. They've had four of those shots on target. And in the second half, Louisville with a 4-1 to shooting advantage over RGV. Most of those in the last 10 minutes or so. Louisville wins the ball back in their defensive half. Sharpie to Mogel. Running forward as Amadou down the far side, but Mogel didn't find him. He dribbles forward, Mogel. Now checks backward, plays it backward to Sharpie in the defensive half. Sharpie with his head up, looking to play a long ball. Instead, he plays it short to Tosh, the right center back. Tosh, the left-footed ball forward to Elijah Winder. Good one. He's in space. Winder turns forward, dribbles forward. Down the inside, right channel, Manny Perez outside of the box. Cross comes into Powell's at the back post. Lancaster, Ricketts there first. He clears it off of Dia. Will it stay alive? It does. Lancaster keeps it alive on the far side, the left. Circling in, looking to put in a cross with his right foot. Drives it in, blocked by Ricketts. Back to Lancaster on the far sideline. Another opportunity to cross. Here it comes, this time more lifted towards Powell's. Knocked away by Acqui. Gibson keeps it alive. Mogel, Mogel has a hit from 25. Falls to Amadou Dia on the block. Dia goes for goal, off the post. Winder on the rebound, and he scores! Elijah Winder gives Louisville the lead. It was Amadou Dia who let it rip from the left side. It bounced off the post right to the feet of Elijah Winder. He settled it down and then slammed it high into the roof. And it gives Louisville City a 2-1 lead in the 72nd minute. They've taken the lead back. Lou City against Rio Grande Valley. And Lynn Family Stadium erupts with a joyful noise. There was a lot to unpack there with that attack. I I don't really know where to start. I I think... Really, when Lancaster's able to save that one and send the cross back in, Dia's shot, you thought it was going to be written in the stars for him, his 200th appearance. It's a great shot, but it ricochets off the post. And really good follow-up there, though, from Elijah Winder to be in position to be able to follow up on that one. That's not an easy shot, even though he is, like, right outside the six-yard box. He has a defender and the goalkeeper. The ball is bouncing, but he does so well to stay over top of the ball and strike through it to put it in the back of the net. It's an excellent, excellent goal, and what what a play there for Louisville City. That goal brought to you by the Kentucky Lottery. Fueling imagination, funding education, Kentucky Lottery. For Elijah Winder, his second goal of the season for the 20-year-old Academy product who continues to take steps forward and impresses night after night after night. Here's a foul against Manny Perez of Louisville City to give a free kick to RGV as they take it quickly along their back line. And now what is the response from RGV? That becomes the question. They open the half with momentum. They score to tie the game. Louisville then sees momentum back. Let's see what the response is from RGV. they got three subs waiting on the sideline, ready to come in at the next opportunity. It's out for an RGV throw on the near side, the left. Fans howling because they thought the throw was taken too quickly. Comes into Cabrera, his cross back post, headed away by Dia. Great defending by Dia, goes behind for a corner to Rio Grande Valley from the far side, their right. Tell you what, if the first half was dull, the second half has been anything but dull. Yeah, it kind of started off a little slow, they eased into it, but I think right around that 65-minute mark when the subs came in for Louisville City and Lou City had that goal called offside, it has really just kicked into gear and has really been back and forth. Emotions have been high, tensions have been high, and we still have 15 minutes left at least. Here's the corner in. The referee blows his whistle, though, as... He's arguing or uh, talking here, rather, to Manny Perez and Juan David Cabezas. So a little pushing and shoving going on in the penalty area, so they're going to retake the corner. 
There are five orange jerseys standing in the six-yard box. So a big, big crowd in front of Oliver Zimla as Davila will take the corner and end swinger off his left foot from the far side to the right. He raises his hand. Here's the approach in the corner. Driven high into the air to the back post towards Cabezas. Headed off of Manny Perez. Loose in the box. Acme brings it down. Turns. Knocked away by Sharpie, who does a great job there and clears it up ahead. Out of danger all the way into the attacking half for Louisville City. Tyler Derrick, the RGV goalkeeper, 30 yards out of his box to retrieve it at midfield. He plays it wide right to... I believe that is Davila it is. Davila brings it down, dribbles infield, clips it over the top. Good ball towards Acqui. Acqui trying to bring it down over his shoulder. Loose ball in the box. Perez brings it down. He's fouled. And it'll be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. Or no, the offside flag went up, actually. So it is still going to be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City, but not for the foul, rather for the offside. Substitutions are coming in here for RGV. Three of them, as we expected. Tomas... Rizzandole, an Argentinian 21-year-old. He's going to check into the game. As is Juan Galindres, a Colombian, 29 years of age, for his 10th appearance. And the headline here, though, is Jose Torres, a 35-year-old from Longview, Texas. A veteran. Spent most of his career in Mexico, but played for the U.S. in the 2010 World Cup. Started for Bob Bradley against Slovenia in the group stage. He's been a 13-year career in Mexico. He's in his third year in the United States. All three of those players coming on. All three of those substitutions brought to you by Fortna in a 2-1 game in favor of Louisville City. And now the 77th minutes. Ball forward from the goal kick. Direct down the middle. Powell's and Lancaster trying to link up. They couldn't do it. Derek brings it down. The goalkeeper for RGV. RGV seeing if they can spark off the bench. They saw the energy that the players for Louisville City were able to bring to the game, and now they're trying to do the same thing to see if they can get the equalizer and then the go-ahead goal in this match. Players that came off for RGV in those subs that they work out of the back, Ruiz and Francois were two of the three that gave way in that first half. And then Coronado also coming off as a sliding tackle from Carlos Mogel. A good one gets some applause, but... Louisville can't control it, and Torres has it now in the attacking half of the center circle. Plays it wide right to Ricketts, who's forward here. Inside right, Davila, as RGV tries to work from right to left here. They have it on the near side to the left. Here's a cross to the back post. A decent one headed out by Sharpie, who's had a terrific game defensively. Wide right, it goes to Ricketts outside of the box. His cross high into the air to the back post over everyone's head. Perez will try and win it for Louisville City. He can't do it. Battle between Perez and... And Riefendale and Perez able to win a throw. Just clears it right off the ankles of RGV's number 20. And it's a Louisville throw on the near side. The right to cheers of Manny, Manny, Manny from the Lynn Family Stadium faithful. Substitution here for Louisville City. And it's going to be a curtain call for the man we were just speaking about. Manny Perez coming out. And Ray Serrano coming on. And you hear the cheers for Manny Perez from the fans on the near sideline. Many of them standing. I think that's a smart move, though, because he's on a yellow card, and he he hasn't been he hasn't played a full 90 in quite some time. But I'm interested what Ray Serrano coming into the lineup is going to do to the formation. Is it going to stay the same? Is he going to kind of fill into that outside back, outside mid forward role that Perez was playing, or is he going to push up higher and go to more of a four back? Cabrera with a shot for RGV as he was falling down on his left. Zimla sprinting off his line to keep. Uh, avoid conceding the corner as he slides to clear it out for a throw to RGV on the far side, the right. By the way, we're in the 79th minute. Time for you to head to Twitter to vote on tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match poll. It'll be open for about the next 10 minutes. 
twitter.com slash Lou City. Far side, the right, Ricketts. Inside right, it goes to Cabrera. Outside the Louisville box, RGV trying to tie the game here. Davila, Cabezas, 1-2, Davila slides in. Saved by Zimla. Over the shoulder shot, and it's wide. Deflected wide by Sharpie. Shot came through there from Pinzon, I believe it was. And it's going to be an RGV corner from the far side, the right. Last ditch defending there by Louisville City's West Sharpie once again. Very nerve-wracking there, and Pinzon was the one on the other end that tried the bicycle kick, so trying another acrobatic shot, but some shaky moments right now. Here's Torres' corner. Cabezas' is header flicked on by Acqui, and it's put into the back of the net at the back post. 2-2. And RGV has come from behind to tie it once again. And it's one of the substitutes who finished it off. Galindrez to score his second goal of the season. And RGV on the road has reseized momentum and they have leveled the game once again with 11 minutes to go plus stoppage time. It is Louisville City 2, Rio Grande Valley 2, and we are in for a terrific finish in this game. It almost looked offsides, in my opinion, because the flick to the back post, and that's what Amadou Dia was sitting there yelling about, thinking it was offsides. Um, but again, another check, off, check out on a set piece, not clearing. RGB has been very good on their set pieces so far tonight, and so Louisville City has to see if they can, again, get one back in this match. So 10 minutes to go. And Louisville has a kickoff after conceding for the second time tonight. A thriller it's turned out to be in the second half especially. Three goals in the second half. Two for RGV, one for Louisville. Ball over the top from Sharpie right down the middle for Lancaster. He's chasing it. Headed back into the goalkeeper's arms by Pimentel. And Derek up throwing to Acqui, the right center back. Under pressure from Pals. Acqui returns it to Derek. Long ball from Derek, the goalkeeper. High into the air into the attacking half for RGV. Battle between the air between Ricketts and Adams. Adams wins the header, but it's actually Ricketts did. It's out for a Louisville throw on the far side of the left, and Louisville going to go to the bench once again. So the third substitution window, and their fifth substitution. This will be it for Danny Cruz in terms of options off the bench. He's going to make an attacking switch. Lancaster comes off, so he will not have a four-game scoring streak. He is replaced by Wilson Harris at the top of the formation for Louisville City. That substitution in the 81st minutes in a 2-2 game brought to you by Fortnum. I'm interested to see how Harris and Powell's are going to pair up here. I think they'll pair up really nicely because Powell's is more of a hold-up player, whereas Harris is one that likes to run off. So I think those two can link up nicely if Louisville City is able to utilize both of their strengths. Louisville with the ball. Far side the left, Adams in the defensive half, just outside of the box. He clips it in the air down the far sideline. Powell's wasn't there. It's easily won back by Ricketts of RGV. Forward it goes to Galindrez, who scored the goal. Now Torres, middle of the field. Wide left it goes to Ritondale. Ritondale, Torres, 1-2. Ritondale on the near sideline. Defended by Ray Serrano. Torres forward it goes to Pinzon. He couldn't control it. Louisville takes over. 1-2-3 passes between Tosh, Gibson, and it's deflected on its way through. It's out for a throw. Serrano takes it. Gibson in the middle of the field inside left, clips it high into the air. Mogel brings it down. He turns and hits a pass to no one in particular. Ritondale takes it away, gives it up to Cabezas. The attack's still on here for RGV. Middle of the field, Cabrera in the attacking half, 40 yards away. Wide right it goes, Ricketts. He'll switch fields. Ball in the air from the right side to the near side. Ritondale, the target, headed up in the air by Serrano, out for an RGV throw on the near side to the left. And it looks like 
Casey. The race Serrano's lined up as that right wing back, so no change in formation. Serrano just a little bit of a different role than he's used to. Yeah, and it's interesting to see him in that role. We have seen a few times where he's tracked back to cover for Perez when they were playing in that 4-3-3, so a completely new role for him. Excited to see how he's able to do in it. Seven and a half minutes to go. Ball down the near sideline from the throw. Powell's does well to play physically. Powell's dribbling into the box on the right side. Martin Powell's plays it through to Wilson Harris at the D. Harris's shot and a quick snap save from Derek. Dove down quickly to his left. Harris had it on his preferred left foot. Hit it uh, low and hard, but Derek quickly down to the ground to make the stop. He hit it long from the punt. Louisville wins it back quickly. Mogel forward to Powell's middle of the field in the attacking half to Winder inside right. Winder driving forward. Wide right it goes Serrano in the box. Can he get there? No. Pimentel will beat him to it. And Pimentel shields Serrano away. Lets it roll past the inline for an RGV goal kick. That's a good run, though, from Powell's there. And very unselfish play. I'm surprised he didn't try to do a little step over and have a go with his right foot because he had that near post open. But a good unselfish play. Harris does really well. The ball was uh, slightly behind him, so he wasn't able to generate as much power on it as maybe he needed to to get it in the back of the net. But good link-up play between those two. It's out for a Louisville throw on the near side. The right on the defensive half. Toshin to Gibson now center circle. Mogel back it goes to Sharpie. Middle of the field defensive half in a 2-2 game. Looking for a winner in the next six and a half minutes. Gibson under a challenge from Torres. Referee blows his whistle. It's a foul. So Jose Torres called for the foul for RGV. A fifth third free kick to Louisville City. Pinzon standing in front of the ball as Gibson tried to take the free kick. Actually, that's uh, Galindrell, the goal scorer. Galindrez, I should say. And the referee coming over to give a word of warning to Galindrez. Fans want a booking. Gibson wants a booking. It's not going to be one. Just a final warning from Elton Garcia. And Louisville will have this fifth third free kick just to the right of the center circle in their defensive half. Well, I really think he's lucky that it's not because that could be delaying a restart, especially when Gibson moves the ball and then he runs forward and tries to stick his foot out to try to block it. That's delaying a restart, and that should be a yellow card. So I think he's fortunate to get away with the warning. Wide right, Serrano outside of the box. Two defenders around him. He's trying to dribble the end line. Can he get there? Ritendale sticks out a leg and knocks it behind. It's a Wi-Fi corner for Louisville City from the near side, the right. Just over five and a half minutes to go in a 2-2 game. Looking for the odd goal in five. It might be enough to win the game for either side. Louisville with the best chance of it right now. The Wi-Fi corner from the near side, the right. It's going to be Carlos Mogel who comes over to take it. Serrano gives way. So Mogel will have the outswinging ball off his right foot as fans make noise at Lynn Family Stadium. Serrano a short option as well, but now he runs off. It's going to be Mogel descending into the box. Here it comes, driven into the near post, flicked on by Sharpie. Outside of the box, it falls to Serrano. Serrano puts in a cross towards Harris. He brings it down nicely, drops it off Winder. Winder to Dia. Dia to the far side. Adams. Adams' cross blocked by Cabezas. Adams keeps it alive, though, for Louisville. Dia inside left, 30 yards away. Back to the last man, Gibson at the center circle. Inside right it goes to Mogel. Mogel dribbles infield, returns it to Gibson in the center circle. The attack's still on for Louisville. They've got to figure something out here. Gibson, long ball down the middle for Tosh, who stayed forward. Tosh's header into the middle to Powell's. Hooked up high into the air by the defender, Pimentel. It's behind into the Estopan end. The ball went. It's a 5-5 corner to Louisville City on the near side. The right once again. Really good ball in to find Tosh. And Tosh's header was... Perfect. If the defender's not there, Powell's is one-on-one with the keeper, and I think that's an easy pass in for him. Nicely done from Louisville City there to recycle the ball around. I do think when they were around the goal, maybe a little bit too unselfish play, but it worked out for them, and they're able to get another corner to get another look on target. The roof would lift off the place if they score here. Corner from Mogel, driven into the penalty spot, bounces in the area through everybody. Amadou Dia will keep it alive. Dia's left-footed cross, high into the air to the back post. Derek up to win the ball in the air on a great catch under a challenge from Wilson Harris, and I believe Harris called for a foul. 
as Derek is down on the ground. The goalkeeper arriving in supposed pain. Booze coming in from the crowd. There's nothing there. I'm sorry. Like, I'm all about protecting the goalkeeper, but Harris did not come in aggressively. It was just a simple jump to try to get the ball. Derek is making the most of that, and the fans have the right to be booing. He does not need to be rolling on the ground. I'm sorry. Three and a half minutes to go plus stoppage time in a 2-2 game. It's going to be a free kick to Derek, who just sets it down and hits it long. The goalkeeper into the attacking half for RGV. One in the air by Sharpie. Once again, he's been tremendous. I've called his name a ton of times tonight. Wide right it goes, though, to Ricketts for RGV. Forward on the right side, Cabrera is in the attacking half, but drifting backward. Plays it backward to Ricketts, intercepted by Dia. Dia's pass, though, to Powell's not clean. Deflected away, but it's back to Louisville. Mokel through to Harris. He had no idea where the ball was, and Pimentel will come, a, come and win it. It's a foul on a collision between Harris and Pimentel, and a free kick to RGV. Mogel played it through, but Wilson Harris had no idea where the ball was. It rolled past him while he was still looking behind him. And the opportunity goes wasted for Louisville City. Really unfortunate there. And I think Mogel played the ball on the wrong side of Harris. I think Harris was trying to make the run to try to get on the inside of him. And so maybe that just needs to be a little more communication there between the two about where he needs to turn and look. It is really loud in here, so I'm sure it's hard to hear when you're on the field. But just a little bit of unfortunate miscommunication. Crowd of nearly 11,000 on hand tonight, 10,678. And they've been boisterous in the second half. And what has turned out to be a thrilling game. And more reasons for them to be loud here as a foul goes against Louisville City. As... It's Pinzon down, rolling around on the ground, near midfield on the inside left. As there was a ball in the air, I believe, and Pinzon and a Louisville City player went up for a header. And the foul called. Those are the ones that pressure me. And, like, no one is more of an advocate for concussion safety than me. And in that instance, I, I do think the game needs to be stopped to, to see if he's okay for a head injury, but that is not a foul. Both players were going up for the ball, and it wasn't until the player went down and was injured that he decided to call the foul. And so I think we've seen a few of those in previous matches as well where the ref saw the player went down hurt and therefore he called the foul. I don't agree with that whatsoever. I agree with stopping the game to check to see if he is okay 100%, but that's not a foul. Minute and a half to go plus stoppage time in a 2-2 game. Louisville has had the lead twice. RGV has come from behind twice. RGV takes the free kick as Pinzon had to come off the field. He's standing ready to come back in, and now he does. And RGV turns it over. Ball forward to Powell. holding it up well. Middle of the field. Center circle, Mokel streaming forward. Ball over the top from Mokel. Harris brings it down. Flag goes up. Wilson Harris was offside. Fans haven't seen it yet. And the referee finally blows his whistle for that offside. I think clear from the way I saw it, the run of play. If Harris had let it go through, though, Dia was making the run down his left shoulder. You read my mind. If Harris lets that go, Dia is on sides. But Harris doesn't know that Dia's there again, the communication. Harris lets that go. Dia's on side and is one-on-one. Here comes Louisville looking for a winner. Racer on the right side. Early ball through to Powell's. Can he get there? No. Acqui does first. Clears it high into the air into the stands on the far side. It's a throw to Louisville in the attacking half. We're 30 seconds from stoppage time. But the game's still open. It's right there for the taking. Right now for Louisville especially. They have some momentum. And they're going to set up for a long throw as Amadou Dia stands with his back on the advertising board on the far sideline. A number of players coming forward, including all the center backs. This is a set piece right now from the throw. All three center backs in the box. Dia approaches, throws it long, in the air, towards over the head of Powell's, headed up by Acqui. It'll fall back to Dia. Dia heavy touch, though. Gives it up to RGV, and they have it on the far side with Cabrera. He's all alone running forward. Elijah Winder grabbed his shoulders. Cabrera still goes into the attacking half. 
Cabrera running forward. He has help on the near side from Reeton Dolly. He goes down, no foul. Mogel with the challenge. Loose ball picked up by Winder, and Winder's able to win a throw off of an RGV player, Galindrez. We've moved into stoppage time, which is brought to you by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. The referee has added a minimum of four minutes to this game. Four minutes to go in a 2-2 game. Ball through looking for Wilson Harris. Pimentel reacts first. He clears it up ahead. Deflected by Powell's. Loose ball. Can Powell's get there? Powell's a header. And it just wasn't directed cleanly into the chest of Derek, who knocks it down. And Derek will finally pick the ball up. Two players down on the ground, injured, or at least playing injured for RGV. That's why you hear the boos from the crowd here at Lynn Family Stadium. They don't believe what they're seeing, literally. And Derek cleared it out on the punt, just hit it high into the stands to put the ball out of play. And the referee coming over, standing over Cabezas, who's one of the two players hurt. The trainer coming on for RGV here. In Cabezas, it did look like there was a bit of a collision there. Um, so definitely checking him out. But it looked like Akwe went down as well. His hamstring maybe tightening up, maybe cramping up a bit. Uh, so I get the frustration from the fans. But it's one of those things where if it was your team and you were winning, you'd be doing the exact same thing and you wouldn't be getting upset. So it's always that thing where... When it's not your team, it's the most frustrating thing in the world. And I get it because I've been a player and I, I was in the games and I was the one time-wasting and then I was the one yelling at the player who was time-wasting. So I get how frustrating it is. But these are all strategies, all part of the game. And I like that the fans are getting behind it, getting into the other team's head, helping hype up their team, you know, to see if they can push through these final few minutes. I mean, we're already a minute and a half roughly into stoppage time and we've probably only played about 30 seconds of it. Players have risen back to their feet. Cabezas is walking off the field with the trainer. The other player that was down injured was Acqui. He actually got back to his feet when the trainer came on, so he's allowed to stay on here. One, I'm surprised they didn't force him to go um, off by the goal. The shortest distance, right? Exactly, yeah. and so I think that's a poor decision there from the referee, and that is something to take note of. He should have had them go the shortest distance instead of allowing him to waste all that time walking to the sideline. Referee gives a drop ball. It goes into the hands of Derek. He plays it forward to Acqui. Acqui ball forward into the attacking half, middle of the field. Galindrez, who scored the tying goal. Forward it goes to Pinzon. Ritendale making a run down the near sideline. Instead, he drops it off. Pinson does to Torres, returns it Pinson inside left, 40 yards from goal on the ground across to Davila on his left foot, Davila Pinson Pinson plays it back to Davila, it's behind him he'll have to run all the way near midfield to get it back Davila turns and dribbles forward, far side the right Ricketts, trying to turn against Adams Adams gets the ball, deflected by Ricketts stays with RGV, here's Davila Davila through, looking for Cabrera, Cabrera in the box a nice cut, Cabrera goes down on a challenge from Gibson, a shot comes through and it's wide Zimla dove to his right. The shot came through from Pinzone, and he just put it a couple of yards wide. It's a goal kick to Louisville City. And we're going to have two substitutions here for RGV in the dying minutes of the game. Coming in here in stoppage time, two players, Frank Nodarse, a 22-year-old Cuban, and also Ian Cerro, a 26-year-old from Colorado, playing in his four years pro. Those two substitutions brought to you by Fortna. Players that are coming off, looks like it's Davila perhaps it on is, the far and side. Cabrera. And Cabrera as well. Thank you, Casey. Those two subs brought to you by Fortna. In stoppage time in a 2-2 game. Nearly, we've gone past the three-minute mark out of four. So we'll see how much time is left. Louisville ball forward. Powell's moving it high into the air to Harris. He can't win the ball in the air against Pimentel, but Mokel recovers it. Here's Mokel. He's going to shoot from distance with his left, and it's well wide. Carlos Mokel from 22 yards away or so had a hit with his left foot on a bouncing ball and just didn't drive it on target. It's a goal kick 
to Derek. And Derek clearly wasting time here. He tried to chase the ball all the way into the corner. When there's a second ball, there's a ball kid behind the goal. He should the give a forward. yellow card. I mean, that's I'm just clear, that's that's, clear time. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. That should be a yellow card. Elton Garcia has been very lenient tonight with physical play. And then he switches sides. That's 100% a yellow card right there. You've yeah, already he, given the warning. That's a yellow card. He walks Tyler Derrick all the way to the far corner of the six-yard box to place this goal kick. Finally puts it back in play. Driven down the middle. One by Serrano center circle. Here comes Louisville forward. Can they do something? Torres with a tackle to take it away for RGV. Pinson forward. RGV now looking to grab a winner. Pinson dribbles middle of the field. 30 yards away. Turns with two defenders around him. Drops it off to Torres. Wide left it goes to Ritendale. Ritendale, left-footed cross, lifted into the air, and it's an easy catch for Oliver Zimla, who runs forward quickly, rolls it forward to Carlos Mogel. Louisville looking for a winner here at home. Who knows how much time we have left. Dia on the far side. A challenge comes in. Gibson, I beg your pardon, Adams keeps it alive. He hits it forward. Ricketts will let it roll past the far sideline. Dia, though, with a challenge. Did it stay in play? It didn't. Dia came in late and won the ball, but the ball had already rolled past the far sideline. It's going to be a throw to RGV here. Garcia, the referee, comes over with a word of warning as Acqui is arguing vehemently. And now the players coming together. Temper starting to flare. Six, seven players doing some pushing and shoving in each other's face. Crowd howling its disapproval of how this game is closing out. RGV cynically trying to kill as much time as they can. I will say, though, the Dia was very late on that challenge on the far sideline. I'm surprised that's not a booking for him. It, it should have been. I mean, it was a late challenge. Again, I truly believe that Garcia's lost control of this match. I understand letting them play. I understand that that's part of the game, the fouls. I, I, I love that. I love when they, they let the game play. But at some point, you cannot lose control of the game. That should have been a yellow card on Amadou Dia. That was a reckless challenge. That was a late challenge. And really a poor decision oh, for the referee. We have a red card here for Acqui. All of a sudden, straight out of the pocket, a red card for Acqui. Wahab Akwi, the center back for Rio Grande Valley. So either he said something wrong the in hands, all that fracas. Hands to the throat is what he was saying. He's saying that when the players came together, together, he signaled to the throat. You can see the ref kind of grabbing at his throat. He's saying, and hands to the face. I mean, we saw this referee gave a, a red card to a Lucity player for the exact same thing, hands to the face. And so that is a straight red card. That is the rule. You do not put hands in another player's face, and the neck is a part of the face, so that is straight red. So if that's what he saw, that's the right call, unfortunately. It's just we're in the, what, 97th minute? Yeah, who knows how much time we have left, but RGV's going to have to finish the game with 10 players. It's a free kick to them after the foul against Dia initially. No, it's not even a foul. It's a throw-in. He didn't even call a foul there. And RGV, look, I understand they're on the road. A point against Louisville is a good result, but they've actually they've tried to take the air out of the ball here tonight for sure. So a world of beer red card to Acqui. We're back underway. RGV coming forward. They have it on the far side with Cerro, one of the substitutes. He drops it off with Ricketts. Inside right it goes to Torres. Torres turns, hits it with his right foot down the inside right channel. Sharpie will get there first. He'll just clear it into the stands under pressure from Galindrez. And it's out for a throw to RGV. In the attacking end for them. Louisville with some defensive work to do against 10-man RGV here. Ricketts after get, uh, receiving the throw from Cerro. Forward to Cerro. Collision between him and Dia. Dia called for another foul. So a free kick here to RGV on the far side, the right in the attacking final third, just outside of the box. And RGV is going to go for a victory here. They're bringing some numbers forward despite being down a man. And the most experienced player on the field who played in the 2010 World Cup for the U.S., Jose Torres, is going to take this free kick. He will have 
Some good service, I would imagine, off that left foot. An experienced left foot, but a talented one. And it'll be his free kick to put into the box here. Player with 16 assists in his career between Mexico and the United States. One-man wall. So this is probably the ball game here. Here's Torres' free kick into the six-yard box. Cabezas got there. It's knocked away from the six-yard line, or the goal line, rather, in the six-yard box, and it rolls past for a goal kick to Louisville City, and that's it. Elton Garcia blows for full time. RGV inches away from winning the game at the absolute death. But Louisville City survives, and for the second straight game here at home, they concede the lead but salvage a point with a tie. It finishes 2-2 against Rio Grande Valley. They share the spoils on what was a thrilling second half of this game ultimately. Got to catch my breath. We'll step aside. It is the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game show. It's next on ESPN Louisville. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nance and Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nanceandcraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nance and Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. You've got ants inside the house, mosquitoes outside the house, moles burrowing in your lawn, and termites eating your house from inside out. You're completely surrounded. Luckily, OPC Pest Services has a Four Seasons program that can help. OPC has been providing quality pest services since 1972. Protect your home and property and call OPC Pest Services for a free estimate at 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. Again, that's 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. From their first steps to their first dance. High chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids. For all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash justforkids. For all the care along the way. Louisville City fans, this is Paolo Del Piccolo. Remember, if it's Lou City, it plays right here on ESPN 680, 105.7, and the ESPN Louisville app. It's time for the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-match show. Now, back to Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Welcome in. 
to the post game, which is presented to you by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Tonight's final score brought to you by the Gorski Law Office. Louisville City 2, Rio Grande Valley 2. They tie it, and Louisville City concedes points at home for the second consecutive game after a 1-1 tie against the Charleston Battery on Wednesday night. Tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match as voted on by you, Louisville City fans. Elijah Winder, who scored what looked like was going to be the winning goal. It was the second goal of the night for Louisville City. And young Elijah rewarded for that performance and that goal with tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match Award. Welcome into the postgame. I'm Jeff Milby, Casey Whitfield alongside. And Casey, I think... That was the most entertaining game we've had this season. Back and forth, a wild second half. The crowd really, really into it. The energy was high from the 10,678 that were on hand here at Lynn Family Stadium. Louisville City had the lead twice. They cough up the lead twice. And RGV on the road tried to take the air out of the ball in the last 10 minutes or so. And they're able kind of successfully uh, to do it, uh, to come away with a point on the road. A lot to take in from this game. A lot of things we could talk about. A lot of places we could go. And a very eventful game. What's your overall impression of what we just saw? Like you said, it was a lot. It was a lot to take in. And I think Louisville City didn't play bad. But I don't think they played great. I think it was just an overall good good, good game. I think offensively, they beat themselves. They a few too many offsides, some missed passes where they were not on the same page whatsoever, some missed runs to where if they sharpened that up, I think the offense would have been a little bit stronger. And defensively, for let's say 90% of the game, they looked good, but they checked out a few times and they let some goals in, and it was just on really poor defending. And that's not okay because that happened last week too. You check out and you get scored on. That You, you, you can't lose your focus, especially on set pieces like that. So I, I think it was a good game. It was an exciting game to watch from a, a fan's perspective because it was so back and forth. You yeah. didn't know what team was going to score next. You didn't know who was going to win the game because both teams had equal opportunities. Both teams were – coming in with high energy and really this all started at like the 65th minute and yeah. on it wasn't yeah. a whole, anything really yeah, the, before that the first half was we called it dull and sleepy i mean i was yawning a few times it, it <laughs> I mean, was. to be honest it was a slower paced first half let's let's kind of take it down chronologically so the first half for the first 40 minutes a lot of it was forgettable uh but then a goal of top quality it feels like an hour like a long time ago it feels like a week ago that goal from dylan maris in the first half because the second half was so eventful. It came in the 42nd minute. A curler with his left foot, perfectly placed, bent it around the goalkeeper, one for the highlight reel for the season, I would say, on the goal from Dylan Maris. Then in the second half, RGV came out with momentum. They seized momentum the first five minutes, and they scored on a powerful header from Juan David Cabezas in the 50th minute, assisted by Wilmer Cabrera. We had... A goal in the 72nd minute for Elijah Winder to make it 2-1 to one on a shot off the post from Amadou Dia. Winder brought it down about eight yards away, had a settling touch, and then smashed it into the top of the goal to make it 2-1. to one. And by the way, I'm forgetting a goal that was scored by Cameron Lancaster that was called for offside, I think accurately, but a little bit late. And in hindsight, at the end of the game, that goal makes a huge difference. Um, so... We're up to the 72nd minute now. RGV tied it in the 80th minute 
on a corner uh, that Galeen Drez, one of the substitutes, put in at the back post as a late, late runner. And then late on in the game, we had a red card in the 97th minute uh, as Acqui was called for hands to the face after two teams came together. Tensions were high. Emotions were high. RGV had been trying to waste time for about 10 or 15 minutes at that point. Louisville City's frustrations boiled over a little bit. Amadou Dia came in with a late foul. The two teams came together, and Acqui with hands to the face in the fracas, and he's shown a world of beer red card. So those are the big events of the game. One of the things, though, that we mentioned off air in the break that stands out, talking about the, Lan- the Lancaster goal waved for offside, there were a number of offside calls tonight against Louisville City that really cost them. In total, trying to find it on the stat sheet here, three offside flags went up against Louisville City. One on a goal that was scored, another on a really good opportunity where if Wilson Harris left it from a Dia, Louisville could have generated a, a chance. That was a big part of the game, those three offsides, particularly the one against Lancaster when he really chipped it nicely over the goalkeeper, took away a top-quality goal from Lancaster, and that would have been a, four, a fourth straight game for him on the score sheet. Yeah, I, I really do think that that played a massive factor in it. And all of those offsides really coming late in the game when they were pushing forward. So that does completely change the game. And then, like I said, there was a few missed passes where we just passed it out of bounds or the, the ball where Carlos Mogel was playing it through to Wilson Harris and he plays it behind him and Harris is looking over one shoulder and the ball's going past him on the other shoulder. Just miscommunications like that that – you sharpen that up and it's a completely different team going forward and so we kind of beat ourselves a little bit offensively but I think the thing that's going to sit hard on the team and on Danny Cruz is you go up in this game twice you go up to win twice and you you give it up both times and that's and that same thing happened last week or on Wednesday excuse me you go up and you give it up so I mean that's that's really going to be the main focus why can't we hold on to a lead why can't we finish a game out 29 shots in the game Louisville with 16 of those shots 11 of the 29 shots were on target they're evenly split six for Louisville five for Rio Grande Valley RGV had the possession advantage 54 percent of the ball they led the possession battle really the majority of the game 10 corner kicks six of them for RGV and 25 fouls in the game. Louisville called for 15 of those 25 fouls. And in terms of bookings, we had three cards, two World of Beer beer yellow cards shown to Manny Perez and Dylan Maris of Louisville. And then, as we mentioned, the World of Beer red card shown to Acqui of Rio Grande Valley late on in stoppage time. But the refereeing, I think, is another talking point that we can take from this game, Casey. Elton Garcia, he's a guy with history with Louisville City. Many Louisville City fans, you mentioned it during the the run of play in the game, will remember a red card he showed at Napo Matsoso last year in a game down in Birmingham against the Legion. And there are some things about tonight's game that you like. I mean, I I, kind of like a game where he lets the players play a little bit. There were a lot of challenges where fouls might have been called by other referees that he did not call fouls on. But then at the end of the game, you mentioned it, it kind of felt like he lost control a little bit because of all the physical play, because of all the time-wasting that was not punished by RGV, most notably Tyler Derrick, the goalkeeper, deliberately wasting time late on by running across the field and running back across the field looking for a ball on a goal kick. Uh, What did you make of the refereeing generally tonight? Good, bad, otherwise, certainly had an effect on the game. I I think as as a referee, one of the hardest things is to figure out how much do you let them play. And this is why... I will never be a referee, even though my dad tells me, you should be a referee. No, I will never be a referee because of this, because it's such a hard balance of figuring out 
how much do you let go? How much do you need to call? And I, I think starting out, he did really well with finding that balance of letting them play, not letting him step in too much to the game to affect the way it was going to go and letting his decisions be massive factors in the game. But as the game went on, it got more physical, emotions got heightened. And, and I think because he didn't step in to make some calls, it was affecting the game. And I think if he steps in and makes those calls, it's going to play out to be a cleaner game at the end. And so by not trying to affect the game, by making calls, he affected the game. And I, I don't think that his decision-making cost anyone the game or was the result of a team losing. I just think it was the result of maybe a cleaner match. And I don't know which team that would have favored because it was such an open game. I think it really could have gone either way. But I, I, I do... I do think that he let it get a little bit out of hand. Let's take a time out. It is the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game show after what finished as a thriller. Louisville City 2, Rio Grande Valley 2. So much more we can unpack with this game. We also have to look forward to racing Louisville's biggest game of the season next week. So we'll talk about that when we return here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. You may have been born to be wild, but you weren't born to be dead from a needless motorcycle crash. So when you're even just a little impaired, you do not get your motor running. You do not head out on the highway. What you do is get a ride from a sober friend, a taxi or rideshare service, or public transportation. Because you may be looking for adventure, but you're not looking for trouble. Please ride sober. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG and E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. This is Danny Cruz, head coach of your Louisville City FC. Keep it tuned to ESPN 680 and 105.7 all year for your coverage of our 2023 season. 
Welcome back to Lynn Family Stadium, where most of the 10,678 have hit the exits, but a few hundred of them are lining the advertising boards on the sideline, getting some autographs from their favorite players, most of them kids, as you would imagine. On a very long weekend for local school children, an enjoyable <laughs> one for them tonight. I'm just going to keep making jokes about it. I love it. I'm, um, I'm on board. <laughs> great crowd tonight, I thought, Casey. 10,000 plus, 10,600 plus. Wasn't the biggest crowd Louisville City's had this season. But especially in the second half, they had their voices out. They were loud. They were into the game, ooing and aahing, booing and cheering, very much living and dying with every bounce of the ball. And I tell you what, if we get this kind of crowd a week from tonight at Lynn Family Stadium for racing Louisville against Angel City, that would be phenomenal. That's the goal, have a crowd like this, 10,000-plus, for racing Louisville's fill the fam game. We talked about it at halftime, but there hasn't been a more important game on the season. Then this one coming up for Racing Louisville. They return to the regular season. They could start the final stretch of seven games, chasing the playoffs on the right foot with a victory in front of what they hope will be a record crowd to see them play here at Lynn Family Stadium. So many reasons for fans to come out to support Racing Louisville. One of them that I haven't mentioned yet, the World Cup stars. Many of them will be back for Racing Louisville. We'll learn more about the availability of those players as the week goes on ahead of the game. But many of them are back in from their national teams. And Racing Louisville was one of the stories of the World Cup, has been one of the stories of the World Cup so far. So what a better way to give them the hero's welcome that they deserve from representing our city internationally than by coming out and supporting them with a record crowd next Saturday. Sports fans need to be here. I was like, if there's some magical thing I could do or say that would get everybody to come, I would do it in a heartbeat because that's how much I believe in this team and that's how badly I want fans to come out and watch this team, support this team because they truly are such a wonderful team. They are so fun to watch. The NWSL is one of the best women's leagues in the world and you're going to get to see the best talent. Like we said, a lot of the World Cup players are going to be back if they're not playing then they'll, they'll probably at least be there watching and so why not come and celebrate all the success that they had come out and watch some soccer there's not a loose city game that it's early so you can watch it on tv and then come right after there's not a home game for loose city there's really nothing else going on so <laughs> come and support them it's going to be amazing this team deserves a crowd like loose city had tonight they deserve it and it, it's it's going to be a really fun game, too. Angel City is a really good team. They've got very talented players as well. They also have some World Cup stars that could potentially be featured in the matchup as well. And so it's all around just a great environment. Racing needs the win to push them into playoff position. So please come. I don't know how, more I can, how much more <laughs> I can beg, but please buy your tickets. Come and watch. Be at that match. RacingLouFC.com slash tickets, 502-L-O-U-C-I-T-Y. If you want to talk to a ticket representative, tickets very affordable. If you head on to that website or go to SeatGeek, you can probably find some tickets that are well within your price range to be a part of one of the big memories of the Louisville sports summer ahead of college football season, which is still a few weeks away. One of the last times that uh, there will not be a college football Saturday for racing to compete with. So that's coming up a week from tonight, 7.30 for that game. We have a game that night as well, but that's not an excuse because it's earlier than the racing game. 5.30 kickoff next weekend for Louisville City as they travel down to Alabama to take on the Birmingham Legion. That game beginning again at 5.30. Our coverage begins at 5.15. 
here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. And after the back-to-back results that Louisville City has had, dropping a total of four points with two ties back-to-back here at home on Wednesday and then tonight, Casey, that game against Birmingham becomes of even more importance. Ten games to go in the regular season for Louisville City. Birmingham currently sitting in seventh place in the Eastern Conference. They are the second-to-last team to make the playoff cut, and they are just four points from safety in terms of making the playoffs. Louisville City sitting now as a result of tonight's game. They remain in fourth place on 37 points. If they want to stand any chance, Louisville City, of climbing those standings, they have Tampa Bay, Charleston, and Pittsburgh in front of them. Winning against Birmingham would be huge, but I will point out two games yet to go against Tampa Bay for Louisville City, so... Really, if they're going to jump Tampa Bay in the standings, I think those two games are the most important. But a win against Birmingham would be paramount if they're going to make a run towards the number one seed late on here. Absolutely. I mean, the two games against Tampa Bay, I think, are the most critical. But you can't drop points from here on out, and especially in games like this. And not to mention, our last loss was at home versus Birmingham. And so a little opportunity to get some revenge. In my opinion, this match is a must win. You have to go down, and you have to get three points. 5.15, our coverage begins on Saturday night. Next Louisville City game here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. So many things we could be talking about about this game. I'm sure the conversation on social media among Louisville City fans will last long into the night. It was a thriller, ultimately. But Louisville City coughs up the lead twice, and they tie it tonight with Rio Grande Valley, the Toros, by a final score of 2-2. That'll do it for us this evening for Casey Whitfield. For Spencer Brown, our producer back in the ESPN Louisville studios, I'm Jeff Milby. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget Soccer City coming up this week as well. Every Thursday night at 6 o'clock on ESPN 680 and 105.7, myself and Benton Newman hosting that show. Plenty to talk about with this game and with Phil the Fam coming up for Racing Louisville. So Buy your racing tickets. Get your racing tickets, racingluefc.com slash tickets or 502-L-O-U-C-I-T-Y. For Casey, for Spence. I'm Jeff. Thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed it. Have a great night. This has been the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety Post Game Show. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, Four times more solar than previously planned and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids. For all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash Just for Kids. For all the care along the way. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drake responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky.
A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. 